All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. Let's see, what is it, 10.36, Saturday, 24th, February, 2024. We're in the John F. Germany Library. Today I have Ian with me. What's up, Ian? How you doing? I don't really know a lot about you, man. I need to... I know, yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> I need a biography, man. That's what I want. I want you to tell me about yourself. Biography? Yeah. Uh, Tampa native. All right, that's a start. Went Good. to UCF. It's kind of a minus. Engineering. But. Well, that's kind of better. Um, <laughs> and then started podcast probably 2022. Now I'm here with you. Who are you? Uh, I was born in Tarpon Springs. Okay. Across the water. Raised here most of my life. Spent a year in New Jersey, North Jersey. Uh, yeah, I just lived here, man. I went to USF. Dropped out, lost uh, Bright Futures. Mm. Went to SBC, dropped out of there, stopped going, fuck it. <laughs> and then I was a server and a valet. Mm-hmm. I had, I've had a million jobs. Though. It get, sounds like you got a bunch of side hustles. I get fired on. from like almost every job I've had. Why? Why do you get fired? Uh, I because I used I, I don't know. I, when I, the way I look at it, my philosophy is like they're using me and I'm making value for their company, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting like pennies of that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what the fuck I do. I can mm. be an asshole. I can show up late. <laughs> You're still going to give me a check until you don't, and then I'll move on. Mm. And that's a really fucked up way. Like, my coworkers do not like me. <laughs> you say that's probably not, like, too professional. <laughs> no, no. But like I said, they're not professional jobs. No. Like, okay, so it's like, like you said, serving and... Busboy. I've been a busboy. I sell shoes. Uh... Sell shoes? Yeah, for commission. That was my first job. I sold shoes at a Journeys. Oh, okay. So you got like sales experience. You got, you've been everywhere. Because now you're doing what, like waste management? How do you get into waste management? It's like such a, <laughs> like especially as like you're not in the mafia and then are you, you're not like a garbage man, right? Yeah, like, I'm a garbage man. I do it myself. How would, what do you mean like, like you're a contracted, like I got a truck, let's go get some garbage? Like no, how does that it's, work? It's very much, uh, Trying to well, here here I'll keep, I'll go with the story and it'll go into it. You're so. still in the mafia, as far as I'm concerned. There's no way people just do waste management. Okay, well we can talk about it. We can talk about it. But yeah, like I said, <laughs> I sold shoes. Fucking did this and that. I got fired from there. I worked at bars. I get fired from the bar. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I've had a job for like a week before. <laughs> it's all that shit, man. But yeah, no, and I just like. Like, the root of it is that, like I said, I'm not getting paid enough share to, to be told what to do to be mm. do the shitty part of the job. So I'm not going to do it to the best of my ability. So the only thing that really clicked for me is when I started my own business. Mm-hmm. And originally what it was, just me and my brother, and we cold call people. Like day in and day out, like 100 phone calls. Mm-hmm. That shit makes you suicidal, bro. Yeah. Like call a phone, fuck you, hang up. And you're, like, <laughs> and you're sitting there, I'm alone, just like in this house in the woods. Fucking... <laughs> no, man. So yeah, and eventually like... You just meet, you gotta, it's a, it's a, it's a good old boys club. It's not the mafia, but it is a good old boys club in Mm. a sense where you do have to know people that have secured stuff the old way, like Mm. generationally. It's an old world type thing. So there's generations of like people who own the garbage. How, like, what do they own? Like the district, like an area? They call it a route. Mm-hmm. So they own the rights to pick up garbage on certain routes mm-hmm. and you can sell those routes. So what happens is like, what my plan is, is that now that I'm getting my CDL, I'm going to get the big truck. Mm-hmm. 
So then I can start stealing routes from major companies like Waste Management and Coastal because they suck at their job. Yeah. They, we, they, they, they can't handle the volume that they have with their drivers. How, like, what do you mean? Like, they have they too suck? many routes and too little drivers. Mm-hmm. So they don't come once a week. They come once every two weeks, and your trash can overfulls. You know, and you're, mm. you're mad. You're dude. You're paying what a thousand a month to fucking a major company, and they're yeah. not doing that. So that's where smaller companies. This happens all over America, every day. Smaller companies swoop in and do a better quality service for a less price, mm. and that's it's almost designed like that. So you can steal the routes and then sell them back to them and retire when you're ready to retire. Huh? That's the the retirement plan is just give it back. You do. It's called selling out. Yeah. Huh. All guys, that, like I've talked to a lot of, like I know a lot of guys who've been in it and sold out and retired. They're old dudes now, and like they did in Boston and New York. It's the same shit. You just build your company honestly, doing providing better service for a cheaper price than the major distributors. Mm-hmm. You steal all their routes, so eventually you're on their radar. And they're like, all right, how are we gonna do this? We gonna back in the day, yeah, they'd kill you. They're like, yeah, <laughs> we can just kill that guy and take his routes back. But now they have to buy you out, I'll write you a check for $200 million. What does like, the setup look like? Like, Did you have to get a garbage attachment for your truck, or you just have yeah. a trailer? Yeah, like- it's, so it's just a trailer. Like All I started with my man was just a trailer, and it dumps, and you hook it up to a normal truck, and you drive around. Mm. But I don't do, I don't service cans. I don't have a can truck. I have the, my pickup truck with a trailer. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I get sent on overflow jobs, mm-hmm. which is like trash can overflows. You go pick up the trash from it by hand, like the old days, and fill an old trailer and drive. You're like, literally like mm. an old-timey trash man. That's what I am. Mm. Or like a junk removal. Like I got to pick up shit from, uh, pick up shit from like a Macy's, you know? They have like shelves that can't fit in the dumpster. So I go pick that up. Shit like that. You got a tissue though? My nose from that, uh, that gas station weed. I don't think I do. Oh shit, should I run to the bathroom? Yeah, I'll take a quick break. Yeah, I'll run to that. All right, we're back. Yeah, my bad, dude. It's the yeah, no, it's the gas station weed, dude. It's definitely not the worst noise that's been on this podcast. So really? Sure. Yeah. You had someone queef yet, like Howard Stern? No, I gotta get more queefers on. I haven't. There's a chick that does that here, probably. Oh yeah, like a semi-pro, like she just does it on the weekend, like no. OnlyFans. No, no, no. Like she's more class act than OnlyFans. How do you get classier than OnlyFans? Like you don't sell it you just do it like she's just like a chick you know that that's talented but like it's like her bar trick yeah like the classic <laughs> sense man not like that's not classy that's <laughs> classic not classy classic sense of like being cool like some shit like that being able to queef on command because like if you're selling it then like anyone can man i would never have used the word classic or cool with with somebody who queef on demand yeah who queefs like at a bar like you check this out and they like queefs in your face yeah but imagine that like back in the day like you're like old timey like my my ancestors were sailors i don't know about you like Like, do you know like what your like what your people did uh 16 1700s i know like 1800s we had a plantation here uh texas Word. Under the no, table? Under the table. Oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, you cut, <laughs> we're going to cut that out. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, rewind that whole thing. So, yeah, uh, plantation. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, no, my family <laughs> were sailors, and then we were, uh, my mom's side was, uh, came over here during the Revolutionary Era. Mm. We were sailors. We were captured by the British. My, uh, we, we traced it back, but it was pretty cool. His name was Joseph. He uh, spent some time on a prison ship in Boston. Mm. A lot of people died on there. It's really lucky to live. You know, a lot of sickness, mm-hmm. despair, and like they didn't, they no food. Are you Irish? Yes. Okay. 
Irish and German. My dad's side's wholly German, but with a little bit of Norwegian, but mostly Irish. That's what it's genetic. Uh, my face phenotype, if you want to be, you know. The genes that I'm expressing are more Irish than German. I can see French. You got like the French mouth. Yeah, thing. I can see that. I think that's just because I'm very like, I scowl. Mm. I don't mean to, but I scowl a lot. A resting bitch face. Yeah, it's, but I, people just fucking piss me off, bro. <laughs> I mean, I get that. I can see it's like, yeah, if you, you don't want to deal with somebody's shit, then you just leave. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I have the right to do that, right? Everyone yeah. should. I, don't, I think most people aren't, like, like they'll, they'll give somebody a little bit more leeway, I guess. I think some people more, it's not necessarily like, I have the control, but you give them the leeway. But mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, I don't want to seem like, you know, oh, I don't want to do this. And, like, they're pushing me, but, you know, I guess I'll let it happen a little but bit. Like, it's, it's a game, bro. You're letting them bitch you. Yeah, some people don't have the, it's, I mean, to one extent, like, the disagreeableness of, like, fuck you, I think a lot of people just don't have that, and it doesn't bother them, or it doesn't bother them enough to mm-hmm. where they'll, like, get up and fight somebody over it. I wouldn't fight anybody over it. Look, I can't fucking fight. Well, I mean, like, like business fight. Yeah, not like... With words. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, Challenge yeah. their words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can take that and segue that to the comedy club. Mm-hmm. Like, because you were there when I first showed up, right? Yeah. And those people were pressing me at the door. Were they pressing you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was wearing the goofy outfit, man. Oh. They were the- like, who the fuck is this guy? Comes to me. And I was like, yeah, what's up, what's up? And they're like, is that your brother? And that one kid who sucks? They pointed at him. <laughs> and I was like, nah, that's my nephew. And then they were like, oh. Because I kind of like big dog him. The first time I walked up, there was a black dude outside. And he just it was like, what's up, Ahmed? And then he instantly like felt bad. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah, that dude pressed me too. He fucking sucks. <laughs> He's gone. I haven't seen him in months. He was on Kill Tony last week. Really? He bombed. Did- <laughs> I see a little little smile. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Kill Tony before too. Man, dude. So last night there were some. There were like three LA comics who came, mm-hmm. and you could tell there was a difference. Like I like you know some people come from out of town and they yell. They're whatever. Like that one dude with the backpack. You remember the yelling guy? When I had those white chicks, so wouldn't stop talking. Uh, the black guy? No, he was white with a hoodie. And he was like third guy up. He was just fucking yelling. No, I don't remember. It wasn't funny, but he was loud. And everyone was like, ha, 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 he was so funny because he got the energy going. I think that's, yeah, that's a strong component of like bad jokes with just, you just put so much energy into it. You can get, some people feel awkward, but some people just do it like emotionally, like ha, 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 because of that energy. I'm just a hater of that. No, I think it's. Because in the true sense, it's not comedy. It's, because it's, if you have good jokes though, and you don't. Like you get too nervous and you can't like show the the charisma or you mm-hmm. talk like oh like on stage that'll ruin good jokes yeah so like you need that that aspect of it you need that energy mm-hmm. but then when people just rely on it too much I think yeah it's That's it's where I agree. not funny no um, and I hate to be a hater because I'm so new to the game but that seems like all I really do now is just fucking hate on other comics <laughs> I don't know, I think it's easy to hate I use it more like if three people have gone up and they're all terrible, like, it's, like, no pressure. I'm like, all right, then nobody's going to care if it's, like, another dude who sucks at comedy. Like, But I don't easy. even think about it that way. I think that they killed the energy of the room. That, like, I'm going to go up there and now it's going to be, like, twice as hard. You don't think it would be worse, like, if somebody kills it and then you have to go up afterwards? No, because the first time I went up, a dude killed, and then everyone was in, like, high spirits, and then I went up, and it was, like, I, I was able to kind of ride the coattail. Mm. I don't know, like... 
I, don't know, I will say this: it does show you who the real comic is if you can go up after someone bombed and get the crowd going. Yeah, again. I agree with that there, where it's like a real challenge. Well, I've heard like you should do crowd work in that instance, but like I never do crowd work. Really, I did crowd work, and it was pretty, yeah. it worked pretty well. It's I like either don't either don't see somebody mm-hmm. or, like I can't see from that stage, and then I'm just like I don't be like, hey, what are you doing? Like, no, dude. I don't know that that off the cuff. I think is that's very why temp improv sucks. You have a cage between you and the crowd. You're and up on this pedestal and it's high fucking ceiling. People man. bitch about the cage. I think the cage is whatever. Like to me, it's like eh. Like who cares? It's part it's of a, the mise en scene, bro. Yeah, but like, because I was talking to somebody last night and they're like, oh yeah, people don't like the improv because it's harder to get laughs versus like it is sunshine it is. or or side splitters or something like that. Indeed, it is. But I think like the challenge of that, like if you grow up in the worst comedy club, then you can go somewhere nice and just be like, oh wow, this is this is lovely. That was a big gulp, but uh, yeah, no, it teaches you. It definitely, but like I feel like it might even teach you bad habits. That's why I, when I go there, I, like. The way I look at comedy is kind of like a sport, mm. and like, that's like going to like a bad practice. Mm. Be it the field is bad or the coach is shitty, compared to another like better team that has a better practice field. So yeah, maybe you can be like a diamond in the rough, but like for me as like a young and going there, it's like a bad facility. Mm. I suppose. Like I, I guess yeah. There's there's one part of like wanting something that's a good spot, so then it like allows you to develop your weak points a lot easier but then also i think yeah the the toughness of it it's like that there's some like indian dude like native american dude in the olympics and he like ran barefoot and he beat everybody exactly it's like yeah you don't even imagine if he had good shoes you Mm -hmm. know it's like or shoeless joe jackson too you know know, the baseball player no i don't know sports i don't know i don't know either i don't know lots but i know i think if i get the story right correct me if i'm wrong look it up or something but Pretty sure that he was on acid and didn't have shoes and like scored a triple double or oh. some bullshit. Triple doubles in basketball, whatever in the World Series. You know <laughs> I heard, what I mean? Yeah, he like threw a no hitter while he was like on acid. No, 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 no. There's uh, another guy. Was, oh, yeah, I got the stories mixed up. You're t- you got it right. Okay. This guy wasn't on acid. He was just a bum. <laughs> 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 but that's like the skill alone to have to to be able to do that. Like I yeah. don't think it does it. That's not like Diamond in the Rough. That's just like he's so good he doesn't even need to be like aware of what's yeah. going on. No, but I've seen you there. This is what made me mad. Is that I've seen you as well go up there and deliver good material and mm. a good set. Mm. But the fucking margarita machine's running. Yeah. Or the white girls that I brought won't stop running their fucking mouth. Yeah. And then they're even like, oh my god, he's funny. Why aren't anyone laughing? It's like because you guys are fucking talking. Nobody can hear him. I don't, it's it, weird how like that it'll change too. You're like thrown out like that, man. It's disrespectful. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't, when people are talking, that pisses me off. But, like, the the difference, even if people are listening between one night to the next, just to the crowd or how they're feeling, it's like, it could be the same joke delivered the same way, and it hits one night and it doesn't hit the other I've had night. that happen to me. The trucker joke. Yeah. I it, was like, that's my fourth down joke. Like, you know what I mean? I, like, I've bombed three jokes. Okay, let's, let's, yeah. let's, yeah, let's hit them with something that might work. <laughs> and it still did but maybe like I feel like those tough crowds though Mm -hmm. because you'll see too it's like weird spots will be funny or you'll get a couple chuckles and you'll really notice them Mm -hmm. and you're like oh this part's actually the funny part versus like this other line that you've been saying for three weeks and you're like oh yeah this is definitely staying in but then that doesn't get any laughs and you're like okay maybe that's not as funny as I thought it was exactly and that's like the kind of the hindrance of it how it's a bad facility you're letting bad good jokes get fucked up by a shitty environment because I feel like comedy takes the second place there and the first place since it's corporate is money so mm. they're trying to sell drinks they're trying to keep the bar big 
They don't want to reduce bar size. Want to make the bar bigger? They want to add more drinks. Add more bartenders. They're not thinking about the fucking the grind, man. That's why like a good club focuses on keeping the comics in a good environment. Man. Yeah, but it's like you know if they're not making that much money, like right, they make all their drink, all their money off drinks. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying cover going in there. Like to me, I don't. I don't mind it. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, you give us a stage, that's all we can ask for. Like, because there's plenty of spots, especially like in Orlando where I started, it's like, they're all just bars mm-hmm. that have a mic. They're not like a comedy club that okay. has a bar. So maybe I'm like a spoiled brat when it comes to that sense. Like, yeah, I only really experience, a, like my first club I went to was decent. Mm. So maybe that's where I need to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe I need to spend my time, do my... You know, like prison, man. Dude, put my work in Yeah, a shitty bar with a shitty crowd. Well, it's like, it, if you listen to, like, Joe Rogan, but, like, it's always like, oh, yeah, like, I did a set at a strip club, or, like, oh, I went to this dude's birthday party, and it was just me at the front of a table telling jokes, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck is this? But that kind of, like, shitty situation, if you can make something happen there, because mm-hmm. that's, that's when it's, especially, like, yeah, going up, after somebody who kills a room and then you have to be like oh that guy sucked like like you got to kind of bring manipulate the crowd back into a good good spirit mm-hmm. that's a challenge and if you can do that then you can do it like anywhere you know it's like how cat williams did church shows did he yes he did his type of comedy he talked about this in his interview that he would go to churches and have to do a family-friendly spin on his type of comedy oh you know how fucking hard that would be to do that's like when i heard that that really changed the way I was looking at like telling jokes because like I was just doing it for me you know what I mean Mm. I thought this is funny if it's crude or fucking offensive Mm. as shit or flat out like a uh, a wake up call maybe or like a Mm -hmm. cry for help but no dude he was able to spin his shit on like a catholic like like bible jokes Mm. man and that made me realize like maybe I should try to do like a family friendly thing (laughs) yeah Yeah, the constraint makes it like because I've, I've heard of it, like, talking to people in computer science. They do, like, tough projects that sound boring as shit. But, like, when they do it, they learn so much from it. It's like, oh, yeah, I would never, like, this isn't a fun thing that I yeah. want to do. But I needed to do this, like, bullshit, you know, behind-the-scenes kind of thing. And that taught me the most. Like, just grinding through that. Like, I, I think some, because they don't really do it at the improv, but, like... They have certain nights at other places where it's like roast the comic and like half the time is like the comic's presenting and then the crowd's encouraged to be like, you fucking suck or like like try to make something funny happen. Or um, I've heard of other times where like you'll do a different comic set. So like, you know. Someone will ghostwrite you? No, it's like, like, you know, we've seen each other's sets enough times. It's like, all right, if you gave me notes, I could kind of, like, get, you know, I could oh, read the okay. same words, do it, you know, do it differently, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Same I premise, your same premise. Yeah. Okay, I got that, but, um, like, in my style versus your style. Yeah. Okay, but I don't even have a style, I don't think. I don't know if you're able to notice. I, it's very, like, the way, the best way my buddy told me to describe it is, like, I built a Lego set without the instructions, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was just like, like a little kid when you can't fucking read, just throwing shit around, no real idea what I'm doing, but I did make something, mm-hmm. and it did do decently well. Yeah, I think. Well, like, yeah, I it's done as good since. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's since you're just writing it out of nowhere. Yeah, it is because you know 
you listen to other comics and you can kind of be like, oh, I kind of want to try and sound like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that's a big problem of people like taking on the kind of cadence, like they they talk the way somebody else does. Can't be doing um, that. I can't be doing that. But like you can tell, like certain comics have like you know there's certain comics there who like it's all crowd work. Like I know this one guy reliably will go up, he'll do his jokes, and then at some point during his set, he'll just be like, fuck it. He basically says fuck it just about every time, and then he'll go and he'll start, like, talking to the crowd. Um, but it's, it like, there's certain jokes of, like, like, last night, for instance, there was this lady from L.A., and it was all, like, you get it? Like, like I don't know how to describe it. She it, had, like, a gimmick? It wasn't, I mean, she she had a gimmick, kind of. Like um, a hack? She's a hack of an act? No, she wasn't. It, no, it's it's not like she's a hack. <laughs> um, and she did, like, really well. I think she was the best last night. Really? And I didn't like any of her stuff. But that was, like, like I'm sitting here listening to it, and I was like, oh, you guys, like, you guys are laughing at this? Like, what? See, that's a shitty crowd, bro. Shitty crowd. But it, it was, I don't think it's a shitty crowd. I think it's like, oh, this is... Like a different aspect, like like since we're young guys, like Gen Z, it's very much sort of not clickbait, but like say the craziest shit you can. Versus, I think older people, people like um, you know Richard Tillman goes up and mm-hmm. he's got those like gotcha kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to describe it, like you know, like a you like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like she goes up and she does kind of like Dangerfield esque, like crowd work. Not not crowd work, but like tells the joke, no one says something, but fast, like oh, I get it, and move on. Like, yeah, or like oh, you should have seen this, or you left your you left your brain at the house. Yeah, or some dumb shit like yeah. that. Yeah, okay, I, that, and, that's respectable though. But like like I watch Rodney Dangerfield and I never laugh. Really? Yeah, I'm like eh. I I kind of I I've seen it since I was like my dad would be like, look look at the TV this like when I'm comedy. like fucking three years old. <laughs> so that's like my like Caddyshack was like. Yeah. The greatest film of all time in my house. See, I grew up like all Judd Apatow, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights kind of stuff. Okay. Like a little bit of Bill Cosby, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, so I had some of that. <laughs> or like Jeff Dunham. Like, God, I fucking hate him. <laughs> I, I don't even know him. I don't know any of his shit. I just you know haven't him. watched any of his stuff? I know. my. There was this dude in my school who like really liked him and I just didn't like that guy. So I didn't <laughs> like Jeff Dunham, man. It was very, very simple beef. I when I was a kid he was hilarious. He's the puppet guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can understand. His comedy does get somewhere, but like I said, I have preconceived notions that I can mm. never get rid of now. No, I get you. You're like, oh yeah, only dildos listen to this guy. Like, I'm yeah. Not gonna Same with uh, the fucking music guy, piano guy. Bo Burnham. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, his last stuff inside was terrible. No, no. It uh. was, I like the songs, but fuck that guy. His whole vibe and everything. Like, he could have done something cooler. But like he, that's his style though. Like nobody else is doing what he's doing. And like, you gotta respect it. But I feel like he could have done something way cooler. He could have like did a cult. Mm. Like I like that dude. He could have had like a full on Charles Manson thing. But no, he wanted to make a <laughs> shitty piano comedy. I don't know. <laughs> but you're a hater, bro. <laughs> I get it from my brother, bro. My brother's a D1 hater. He's even harder of a hater? Yes, yes. I am considered a softie to him at hating level. It just seems like so much work. Like just oh, Yeah, dude, hating is a full-time job. Like, you just, uh, to me, I'm like, uh, like, it's not worth the effort to go change somebody's mind or be like, No, no, you don't want to change their mind, but just recognize. <laughs> just recognize that they're shit. I need you to acknowledge that this is shit. Yeah, like, please do better. You're a human. <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like, it's like somebody who doesn't like a hamburger. 
it's like I keep talking about hamburgers on this podcast, but like, like meat. No, it's it's you know some people just don't like sushi. You know, I don't know if your parents have ever had sushi. My parents hate sushi, right? No, my other family loves sushi. My dad, my dad likes he's in the coast he's well traveled, so okay, I've had sushi. Dishes. But like some people, even if it's the best sushi, mm-hmm. they just don't like sushi. Okay. So I think of it with comedy is like. Even if, like that lady last night, she did well, mm-hmm. but I just don't like what she's serving up. Okay. You know, that's just not my thing. Yeah. So when it's, when I guess it's like trying to develop your audience, I don't think you're going to get everybody to laugh. Okay. You know? Uh, so it's like, who are you? Who are you going for? That's kind of, yeah, like your style is, are you catering to, you know, Gen Z people just yeah. saying crazy shit? Are you catering to old people saying those like, kind of jokes? Like, that's kind of what I realized my style hits because it's both. It'll be like old people humor, mm-hmm. but like with the like like SpongeBob, how it's for kids, mm-hmm. but then also he's like dropping the soap and yeah. fucking he gets he smokes crack and fucking you're like what? Wait, what like he's at rock bottom. Is <laughs> <laughs> it like that? Like I had a joke like about shooting my brother. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a new joke I wrote. It's about shooting my brother. So I was like hunting, and I saw the ducks flying, and then like but the way that I shoot my brother is the way that Dick Cheney shot that reporter in the 90s. Mm. So the old the old Republican dudes hear that and they fucking die. <laughs> and also it makes the young people act because I'm shooting my brother. Mm. So that's kind of like, that was a joke where I was really like, took a step back and I was like, wow, I actually like, that was one where I used to, like, that was like, I felt like a legit thing I built. Like, hey, mm. like, that was like, it may not have been done with the instructions, but it's a cool looking Lego, mm. you know what I mean? What do you do to like write? How do you? I so usually I like I, I to one of my jobs. You want to talk about the background? Is I sit on the beach and I rent these chairs. Mm-hmm. So half the time I'm not doing shit, and I'm, I'm in nature. I'm in a nice environment, so I have my phone or I'll be listening to like Kill Tony, and I'll just like think of a premise and I'll just start writing. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't really have like a setup, but I, I just try to have a punchline. I don't really know what that means, but my definition of a punchline is like either a callback to the beginning of the joke or like a funny opinion mm-hmm. I don't know man I like I said I haven't read a single book on comedy or nothing like I don't think you sh- shouldn't read a book on comedy I don't <laughs> think no, that would yeah, be no, useful I, I feel yeah dude because you're just gonna be like I watched one video and I was like this dude just does what I do I'm like this, I'm not listening to this fucking guy he's like he does cruise shows what the <laughs> fuck dude he's like yeah I do but cruise ship comedy like you're proud of that like yeah you're, yeah you're never gonna have like Richard Pryor making a book about comedy or something or like Richard that. Pryor won't be doing a show on a cruise either yeah but like let's be real here I'm hating again but like you, I have to say it somebody has to say it somebody has to be the person to say it man. I think it's like if you're gonna say it you have to say it. well one you'd say it in a funny way but also like you gotta get people on your side so it's like you know anybody can go up and be like this fucking sucks and everybody's like yeah we know but if you make it funny but also if you make it funny in a weird way like and that's something too last night like the LA comics are on the mind but like there's this one dude who came up and he was saying premises that nobody was saying like what give me do you have an example uh, I wish I was there but I was yeah. like I was fucking off I was playing GameCube <laughs> with this fucking my friends dude. you can say chick nah, well, that's there excusable was, there was a girl there there's one <laughs> <laughs> alright that's half pass I'll give you <laughs> yeah but so like like so, to go back on the premises though. We're jumping I around. Like I, I don't remember what the premises were, but it's like you know most people, especially after some news event happens, like 
Once, Israel Gaza, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Or everybody's like, oh, you know, blah, 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 this sucks. Like, you know, online dating. You know how many fucking online dating jokes I've heard? Yeah, like, I made a joke about Drake's dick when it came out. Yeah. And it went well, it went well. Yeah. But, like, everybody's talking about that. No, no one else did. I don't think anyone had the gall to talk about that. <laughs> and I did it to a crowd of, like, eight people. Yeah. <laughs> I killed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things that pretty much anybody can touch on. Yes, and it'll be funny. Well, it's not that it'll be funny, but it's just like, oh, I've, you know. It's in the I'm, schema. I'm, it's in the public I'm, schema. I'm listening to John's joke about Israel. Now yeah. I'm listening to Robert's joke about Israel. It's like, talk about somebody, something nobody's talking about. Like, talk about the Vietnam War. See yeah. what that, you know. The one dude has bits about the Iraq War. And that's hilarious. And I always want There's a dude up there. I've been a few times. I don't know if you've seen him, but yeah, he has bits about Iraq. Mm. But he could have made it better. And I honestly wrote some jokes about Saddam after hearing his jokes. <laughs> I was like, his jokes suck. I can do better fucking jokes yeah. about Saddam Hussein. And I'm not even Iraqi. The guy's Iraqi. <laughs> and I could deliver. I, like, see, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know you're talking sucked. about. But if you made a joke about like how like the psychic spies found Saddam Hussein, like that is a way funnier premise than what he was talking about. Yeah. Or like the like the bank heist that happened in Iraq, the biggest bank heist in history. Nobody talks about that shit either, man. No, I didn't even know that happened. The biggest cash heist in history happened. That'd be see, but then like, and then you're getting into a certain vein though, comedy of like, did you know kind of stuff. And I don't want to be that guy exactly, but if I was Iraqi. I could deliver that whole fucking set and kill it, and that's what makes me mad, man. It's like I mean, you could deliver it as like a white guy, like you're the, you're the other side. Oh, it will do a little pause. Don't smoke gas station weed, kids. No, dude, smoke as much of it as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think those like gunk up. Like, uh, were you there when all the carts were coming out and they were like fucking up people's lungs and shit like I that? I mean, I may have been a part of the problem. <laughs> But I was like 14, man. Or in like, yeah, dude. But yeah, no, we need to get back to the background, dude. Yeah, so like I said, I I was bad kid in school. Mm. I got I got I didn't really listen. I was in I I didn't I got a lot of trouble till high school, and my like parents forced me to go into like the smartest. Yeah, IB. You've heard mm -hmm. of IB? I was in the IB program. Oh, that sounds like a pain in the ass, bro. I was just scheming. I I didn't really <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> it was kind of funny because like the other kids looked at me like I was like. They like they were all kind of take this the way you want it, but mm. they were a lot like you. Like mm. they came from private school backgrounds. Mm. They so that was their first time in high school there. And then I had been in public school my whole life. I've been in fist fights and shit. I don't, have you ever fights have you been in? One fight. High school? Like no middle school. So oh. was that like Boy Scout? Where camp? was oh Boy Scout camp? Did yeah. you win? No. Did you destroy? Did you, were you decimated? I mean, it wasn't like that long of a fight like I was making fun of him because he like he made a joke everybody's making fun of him and then I just kept like hounding him about it oh so you're just doing crowd work yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like punched me in the face and I'd never been punched before I was like do people do this like do you, just, do you remember how that feels it, it, well I definitely felt bitched out afterwards but like that surprise so that, that first yeah the suddenness yeah. and like the 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 jar of yeah. being punched in the face. That was like the whole world changed. That was like, I, you know, you're Heavy going shit, about man. your day, you know, everything's normal, and then that comes out of nowhere. You're like, you just changed my life. <laughs> that, that one second, you're like, you might what? as well have shot someone next yeah. to you, right? It's the same fucking like you're just, visceral. You're just like, what? What? Shit got real. I, and it wasn't like, to, in my head, th that was not even an option. Exactly. I was like, nobody's going to punch me. Like, if somebody's like, you think you're going to get punched today? I'm like, no. Who punches people? Scout camp. You're doing crowd Yeah, you're exactly. My dog's going to fucking punch you. No. Dude, some fucking ghetto-ass kids go to Boy Scout camp. Camp school? 
No, no, it was uh, Lenochi. I was at Sewell. I used to be a Boy Scout as well. It was fun, man. But yeah, no, the first fight I ever got in, it was in a place called Crystal Beach. And uh, it was an alleyway. Mm. I was with uh, all my friends and my little brother. He, so he's three years younger than me. Mm. So I was probably eight, he was five. So there's another kid who's probably about six on this bike. And he's, uh, he's been riding around, you know what I mean? And it was like he'd ride and we'd like see him in the distance and be like, you know, posturing. Mm. It was weird back then. We were like in a lot, there's like a lot of tension. I don't know, have you ever been like out, like where was your neighborhood located when you grew up? Like was there like just groups of kids roaming around? No, old with, people. Yeah, just like, the suburbs. Yeah, no, so where I used to live is all gentrified now. It's all old people because no one can afford to live there. But like I kind of watched the change happen where like there was just groups of kids roaming around because their parents were working. They had nothing to do, you know what I mean? And so yeah, this kid was on his bike and I think, so here's how it went, it's fourth grade. He rides by, no words, just glares. Comes back around, my little brother's off farther down the road. Mm-hmm. Little brother comes back, he's like, hey, Ian. He points at that kid on the way, he's like, that kid called me platypus. I was like, what do you mean? He rides by, he's like, platypus looking motherfucker, fuck motherfucker. Like, he didn't know how to cuss, <laughs> but he was like cussing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I kind of did what that kid did to you, where he thought he could like crowd work. And mm-hmm. I walked up and I punched him in the throat, just like whoosh. <laughs> and the kid, like, eyes turned red and he's like, <laughs> and, like, ran back. This is so trashy. <laughs> but he runs back and gets his mom. His mom's like a lunch lady. She comes out and I'm like, bitch, motherfucking bitch, fuck you, bitch. And I like run away, like cuss her out, run away. Trashy as shit. She follows us back to the home and then like finds my mom and a friend's mom smoking cigarettes in the backyard. Comes out and is like confronts them. And then she's like, they start yelling at each other too. But then the lunch lady is really good de escalator. So she's de escalated. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, that was the first fight. Uh, Second fight I got, uh, fight with my brothers. Do you have brothers? Do you have, do you have mm-hmm. your only child? Sister. Sister. Do you ever fight your sister? No. She older than you? Yeah. She never fucking threw you around? No. Really? No, no, no. Oh, dude. Yeah, my buddy even beat up by his sisters. <laughs> it's all about uh, the person. Yeah, man, but no, dude, like a lot of fights, dude. I don't know. It's just growing up around here. I've had, uh, i trying to think. Been jumped. You been my- jumped? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, t- I used to be tattletale when I was younger too. I had tattletale in the neighborhood. So. Oh, so you asked to get jumped. Yeah, I was asking to get jumped. Do you think it's good that you like fought so many people? Like, I feel yeah. like I should have fought more kids. Yeah, I think that I. This sounds very fucked up to say. <laughs> I think violence is like a key part of growing up. <laughs> you got to experience some shit so you yeah. know what happens. Like, like let me tell you about this. This is this is just like a off. This is another offshoot. So I remember one time I was riding my bike and I went to this park by my house. Everyone's at the park, right? Mm-hmm. There's this girl. She's like blonde, like me, like three years older than me. She's like, hey Ian, come here. And like all the other guys are there who are her age. And then she was like, watch this. And they're all like standing around. I didn't know she said, he's like, hey, come here. And I was like, what? And then she steps on my foot, fuck, shows me the dirt. Oh my God. And I'm like, whoosh, like laid out. And I get up and I fucking smack the shit. <laughs> like no, no hesitation, anything. smack her. I didn't realize her brother was in the group of people. Mm. So they're all chasing me and I'm running. And I'm, I, this is where I thought I was gonna get jumped. But then my brother like, it was insane. It was literally like a movie. Like they came in on bikes and they were like, whoosh, 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 and like I was surrounded. Like I was about to get torn up. And they were like surrounded them on bikes. And my brother's seven years older. Mm. So then they were like, what the fuck going on? What you doing, my brother? You know what I mean? And I got out of that one, but I ended up paying for that later. <laughs> but yeah, no, like shit like that. Like I shouldn't have done that. I mean, like I feel like that's the best response. Like I was going to say, like the ability not, because I think a lot of dudes would get pushed over and then they'd cry and run away. But if you but just I've been get pushed back over up, so many times, yeah, that wasn't my first. That wasn't my first time. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you know, what I mean? like, I've been here before. Yeah, so <laughs> I do. Like, I, so I don't know, man. Like, because I was such a small kid too. Like, mm. 
getting bullied was a big part of growing up. Mm. And the one thing that I learned about getting bullied, the only way to stop a bully is overwhelming violence. You have to be... A- <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, that yeah. sounds horrible. Spoken like a true American. <laughs> yes, it, it's shock and awe. Like, just the American way. You have to be so fucking crazy... Mm. That they'll find someone else who's not who's gonna b- bitch and moan. Yeah, like you'll, they'll show you the dirt. But yeah, he bit me. Like this motherfucker bit me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> fuck, I'm not gonna fuck with that guy. It's kind of. I guess it can be like applicable to prisons. Very similar to prison. Mm-hmm. Just go crazy on somebody. Like yeah, yeah, man. But like maybe that changed me the wrong way. Maybe uh, that might have affected my I think emotional good regulation. Now. Like, I think a lot of people are so sheltered, they don't have the stones to be, like, confrontational. Like, just even uh, day-to-day life, it's, like, customer service-wise. Like, my dad, you know, most people, you know, call a customer service, oh, blah, blah, blah. You're like, I want my money. And they're like, oh, we can't because our policy, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. My dad doesn't take that shit. He's like... He sends the president of the company mail like, "Hey, you're fucking what John is an it. Uh, brown, Latino? No, Pakistani? No, but you're in the neighborhood. All right, we'll say close it. enough. Yeah. South Asian, South Asian. All right, we'll say, dude, I can't. Like I said, dude, I'm getting like mad. Yeah, like, like Pakistan? No, no. Afghan? Are you Afghani? Mm-mm. Dude, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. After, I'll tell you after. Are you Pashtun? I. No, I'm not Pashtun. All right. <laughs> I don't even know who the fucking Pashtuns are. They're a powerful people. Are they? They Strong don't sound that they're, powerful. They're a faction. They're a faction of people in Afghanistan. Mm. Wild people. What you know about the Pashtuns? Why do you, what, what are they up to? I have a lot of stories just from like my roommates. I lived with some dudes who went to uh, Afghanistan. Shit, they're cool people. Oh. So I'm going to really say they're good people. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're cool people, man. They, they taught me a lot about the world, though. Yeah. You ever been kidnapped? No. They kidnapped me. It was pretty fun. <laughs> like, like fun kidnapping or like, oh shit. Like, no, they kidnapped me for fun, but they did it the, un- the way they kidnap people, not for fun. <laughs> <laughs> the what they do, like put a bag over your head? Uh, I won't talk on it much, but I got uh, my ankles zip tied together and then my wrists zip tied together and then they zip tied that together. And then they put the bag on your head. And then Holy the truck pulled up. Shit. And then I was in the bed of the truck and it was like... Whoosh, whoosh, what was going through your head when that happened? I was com- I knew that they got fucking with me. Was, uh, I was completely calm. <laughs> I remember I like went like this with the bag when they had it, and I like was able to see where I was going. And then the dude like leaned over and changed it, and he's like, "You keep doing that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You don't need to keep doing that." And I was like, "I know where I am now, motherfucker. Don't say that." He's like trying to be like a Far Cry villain or something, man. Bruh. Like, were you a gamer? You see, you take me as a gamer. I gamed a little bit. PC. Uh, later on in high school, mainly Xbox, like Black Ops 2. Blops 2? Okay, yeah, I forget you're a little bit older than me. Do you ever heard of Rust? Yeah. How many hours do you have on Rust? Oh, I never played Rust. I, dude, I was like, so, yeah, like I said, I went from the sheltered, like, outside hood rat life, and then... Sheltered hood rat No, 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 I, I'm trying to say I went from hood rat to sheltered, it's uh-huh. weird. So I, like, my whole, like, middle school, elementary school, I was, like, out dirty, fighting around, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I got into that IB program, I got a PC... And then I stopped like, going down the neighborhood, and I kind of like lost a lot of social skills. I didn't really have very many much, but... Yeah, the fighting skills. Yeah, I had the ability to hold myself in a room. Mm. Like, I couldn't talk to chicks or anything, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? I could be a presence. I could get my point, opinion across. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? I was very known as, like, kind of, like, I guess, the wild card. Mm. So, yeah, when I was gaming, I gamed for, like, 18 hours a day, bro. It was bad. Like, 2,000, 2,200 hours on Holy us. shit. Yeah, dude. It was, like, I have a very addictive personality, mm. so... The gaming was gaming, man. But yeah, no, in high school, like I was with a lot of like private school kids, people like you, 
and uh, they took me as like a kind of an idiot. They didn't. Mm. They really. I, I like. I like. This is kind of why I like the whole underestimating thing. Mm. It kind of goes back to getting beat up to a lot. Like it's like a. It's really cool to be the underdog, and they really took me as a dumbass because I didn't apply myself school wise, but I was yeah. out there hustling. Like I was like low key like selling <laughs> drugs in school and like IV. <laughs> And I was like the only kid doing it. And it was like really weird thing. He cornered the market because it's like, who else in the IV program is going to sell weed? Exactly. And like, cause like oh, you're going to lose school. And so I was like, man, fuck this school. I don't fuck <laughs> about this. But uh, yeah, I remember it, I, it was really cool. I had a reunion with them mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. I get to see all of them again. They're all like, he's like, oh, I'm on the astronomy board at Brown and this and that. And I do this and that. I'm like, what do you do? Like, I dropped out. And they're like, oh, we kind of expected that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bitch, but I have my own business. Mm. And, like, and then, like, that was, like, a whole, like, it wasn't even really a flex, but it was a flex for me. Because so I was like, these fucks are so in debt right now. They're going to get out here and make 50K. Mm. And I'm already the opposite. I'm getting out of debt. And I'm growing a tangible asset for my future. I'm yeah. not just, it's, I'm a very big hater of college. I don't know about you. <laughs> like, what's your engineering like how much do you think you're gonna be make coming out on that engineering shit? Uh, like average starting salary is like in the seventies, seventy k. Is that after tax? Before tax, seventy seventy five k. So you're like gonna make that. what like sixty fo? Something like that, depending on what state. Fo? Here, sixty fo, right? You gonna be here? No. Where are you going? Move. I might go to North Dakota. Okay. I might be going pretty soon. <clears throat> is that for like the whole end of the world thing? You want to talk about the end of times? You. <coughs> Do you scare people on this podcast? Uh, no, nah, I mainly talk about like alien foreskin stuff like that. Okay, what about uh, remote viewing? I don't believe in like. Okay, what do you know about it? Tell me what you know about it first. Uh, I mean the so like the definition. I guess I'm very vague on is just like being able to see places that you're not at, like a psychic kind of viewing. Psychic view. Um, okay. And what what is your uh, what is your problem with remote viewing? Well, I mean, I have a problem with it, but I'm also like like maybe like like because I know the CIA did a bunch of investigations into it. Not and there's like a lot of money into it. Yeah, there's a ton of documents about like. Oh yeah, like the the meetings going down at these coordinates and stuff like that. Like if you look on their like reading room, you can just see all this shit. You're like, you are you guys for real? And then like, I listen to some crime podcasts and I hear like, yeah, the cops went to a psychic and they were like, oh, like something bad happened to Jimmy. And mm-hmm. it's like it's you know it's near a farmhouse. And then mm-hmm. it turns out like, oh yeah, the guy who murdered him buried him near the farmhouse. And you're like, how the fuck? Like, and she mm-hmm. didn't know anything. And you're like, okay, that's a little like. Like, I, I don't put it out of the realm of possibility, but I think there's a lot of scammers out there, so I would not go to somebody for, like, psychic No, I'm saying trying it yourself. I've never tried it. So, I did a lot of research on it. The original founding of it was something called the Monroe Institute. Mm-hmm. It was a school created by a psychic mm-hmm. that was adopted by the CIA. And then they used this guy's teachings to teach their field operatives something he called the breakthrough technique. The breakthrough technique was created originally by Nepalese monks and via a form of ancient meditation practices mm-hmm. involving breathing techniques and being able to reach almost like sleep paralysis levels of hallucination. Mm-hmm. I, so he created these tapes in the 60s to guide people to be able to make this t- seven or eight of them. But yeah, no, I tried it, man. It was pretty fun. Me and my <laughs> homie got terrified. We, he, we both like agreed to stop, I think around tape four. We both had like a really dude. It was pretty sick. Why? Man. 
we had it. So this is I'm gonna describe my experience with it, and then I'm gonna go on like. Well, and what are the tapes also? Yeah, like it's a guided meditation tape. But like when you say tape four, like are you four out of ten or like? Yeah, so they're each like thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do them back to back. So what we do is we rip a bunch of dabs. <laughs> this is where this starts. You rip a bunch of dabs in this dude's apartment. We get these headphones like Inception. We turn the lights off. You know what I mean? Plug in with like Inception. It's literally just like Inception. You plug in, you lay down. <laughs> and so, have you ever meditated? Mm-hmm. So do you know that pulse feeling that you get? You ever had that? Mm-hmm. It's like a feeling. It's a feeling to stir, to move your body, wanting you to move. Oh yeah, yeah. And I you can that. feel it from head to toe. Yeah, you're just like I gotta fucking. So that is part of the meditation. So he teaches you in these meditations through the tapes to relax, how to reach a set of relaxation, how to compartmentalize all of your worries and sorrows. That's like tape one through two. It's just compartmentalizing and deleting yourself. Then you get that feeling. And you're supposed to harness that feeling, focus on the fucking pulse, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually you get to this point where it's like a suspended animation through that energy. It's weird. It's really weird how they teach you how to capture it, man. Anyway, we, so that's as far as we got. So you capture that, and then you're supposed to be able to break through. So we, as I was capturing it, uh, your brain tries to get you to move. Mm-hmm. And through that, me and my buddy had this hallucination where, like, all I really, it was a lot of symbolism. It was really weird. I've done, like, psychedelic drugs and shit. Mm-hmm. I would say it was comparable to, like, DMT mm-hmm. in a weird sense. Yeah, very powerful, visual. And, like, but if you ever sleep, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah. It's that same fear from sleep paralysis. But instead of just seeing shadows, it was like vivid, like vision. It was like a really weird state. Yeah, no, I saw a fire, a lot of fire, and then a, a church. And the church was like, the fire was behind the church. And it was like war, like it was like a symbol for war. It was really weird. And then like the, you know, the Christ the Redeemer statue in Brazil? Yeah. The giant Jesus? He was on top of the church, but he was crying. Mm. And then water washed the fire and the church and everything away. And then I was like, came out of it, and my buddy was like scared, like me. And we were like, okay, like I haven't done it since, but that's not something that you're like, man, I gotta like check this shit out. Like it made me like I kind of like mentally. I was like, am I mentally ill? I was like, <laughs> what, like what did that I was like, listen, man, is this like schizophrenia coming around? I was like, I just saw Jesus. You just saw, activated it. You're yeah. Like, like, did I really just like fuck around and like activate latent schizophrenia? But no, I've been straight ever since. But I'll, it was, I'll never forget what I saw. You know what I mean? Mm. And it was almost like a psychedelic kind of thing. So you think there's a way to like tap into that kind of field? No, I think that was in my head. But I think that whatever those techniques did allowed me to tap into something that like has always, it's always there. Like, so I watched a podcast recently about it too. And this is with the dude who was the top field agent for the Monroe Institute. Mm-hmm. He was a, he's a decorated military, uh, decorated military career. He's been assassinated twice, two, two, three, two assassination attempts, no, three assassination attempts, one successful. He was dead for like fucking 18 hours, brought back to life. Yeah, dude. And this guy served in Vietnam. He served in, uh, he was part of MARSOC. It's like crazy decorated military, military intelligence career. Mm. He was spent a lot of time in Vietnam. He was a, uh, he's credited with predicting the landing of uh, Skylab One. If you remember that, you ever heard of that? Skylab One. It was the part of the ISS that fell from Earth. It was like a one in five hundred and twenty-six million chance, and he was able to predict the landing within sixty miles. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, the main okay. debris path of Skylab One. He uh, is credited with, you know, the movie The Hunt for Red October. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So the movie's about these secret submarines the Soviets were building. Mm-hmm. He was able to, through remote viewing, to find the locations of these subpens in the Arctic, mm. allegedly. 
Uh, he's very. I'll look up his name, man. He was a incredible person. But yeah, I watched his podcast, and the way he described, he was able to like really take his powers when he was assassinated. He was dead. He had this out of body experience when he was dead for eighteen hours. He could see himself getting carried into the hospital and shit. But those, so he was basically like the first person that the army was like, all right, we can take this psychic shit seriously with this guy. Mm -hmm. We're gonna study him, see what he does, and then we'll go from there. So he worked heavily with the Monroe Institute guy, and they used him as the blueprint to teach other psychic spies, mm -hmm. is what they were called. But yeah, dude, it's a very, very crazy thing. Like, do you need to have like, like the gift? No. So that's where he talks about in the podcast. He says, humans, the way he described it is that mm -hmm. he was talking, it's a, he said that humans are all naturally born with this ability and that's why we've evolved to be the number one predator. It's not because we're, you know what I mean, strong or smart mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's this innate ability we have to connect with each other without talking. This, like he, used to, he, he was really weird about his knowledge of human evolution too, the way he talked about it, because mm -hmm. he was talking about when we didn't have language before there was unspoken language. And his theory on what psychic ability is, is an evolved behavior, an evolved pathway in our brain that came before language. Mm. And that's how we were able to interact with each other, was through this magic power. Interesting. Yeah, man. But he swears by it. And apparently that's how they found Saddam Hussein. Do you know about that? That's how they found Saddam? Like. He was buried. You, you know I, where he these was. These are all like conspiracy I've never even heard of. Do you like, know where he was when they found him? I've seen the picture of like him underground, like that. But where that was? No. It was, in the, it was like how Mussolini was hiding in a hole in the street somewhere. It was like a one in gazillion chance they were going to find this guy. He was going to hide there for years and then escape Iraq. But yeah, man, they found him very fast, mm -hmm. and they never explained really why or how. And they think it was that dude and his crew mm -hmm. fucking <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> found his ass. Bruh, I thought about like wanting to join the CIA just to be like, all right, what the hell's really going on? I've applied, I've applied. Oh, you, you typed up like on the website like that, uh... Like I'm probably like gonna get saying this. My mother was recruited, but re refused. Why's that? Basically. She couldn't have a family. Oh. I would not exist Damn. if my mother joined the CIA. Yeah, I wonder if it's worth it. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think those kind of jobs where you're like, you know, under threat of death all the time, but also just like traveling and going in places. I want to be in like, the scene. Yeah, just like you. I want to be in the scene. Just, just to know, like, all right, yeah, aliens are real. We're psychic, and like that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, you know, dude. we were born from aliens. Like, but if you still think it's bullshit, the way the army tested it is they would do, uh, they'd have letters. They'd write it. Have one person write it and seal the envelope. Mm -hmm. Another person would be able to read the letter from the sealed envelope, and they were doing that through in, into other rooms. Mm -hmm. And that's how they were able to test that this guy had the ability to do it. But the, the reason he quit is that the army would get mad at him. They'd always want him to do shit, and he'd have to be like, my brain's cooling down. He'd be like, no, motherfucker, we need to find where Osama <laughs> Bin Laden is right now. And he's like, my brain is cooling down. I'm 78 years old. And they're like, motherfucker, he's in the caves. What cave? What time? Yeah. But he also said that you, could, uh, you can travel forward and backward in time. So maybe that's where my premonition came from, mm. bro. Yeah, you think that's a good premonition? No, I think that like that's... the world is going to be consumed in war in like four <laughs> years, and none of this is going to matter, man. Like we're going to start scalping people again. Yeah, man. I mean, our generation is not looking too hot for us. Like, I don't think any of us are ready for what's going to happen. But hey, man, I'm as ready as I'll be. Are you ready to scalp people? Are you are you scared of that? I'm not like killing people. <laughs> no scout. No, not scalping. Like, you've already, you, so you have come upon the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. We have decimated the enemy through the means of guerrilla warfare, mm -hmm. i.e. 
there's a column of infantry in the street, hit him with mortars, car bombs. There's like three or four guys left. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you have the ability after destroying, killing all those people to walk up and cut the top of the head off that dude and send him back to his homies as a message? I'm, That's the next step of war. Cause it's like normal war is just, you can't, mm-hmm. you have to be like, you ever seen apocalypse now? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the message of apocalypse now. Like, what real war is. Mm-hmm. It's not just fighting. Like, that's why America's losing all of our wars now. We try to fight with rules. War is chaos. So if it really came down to would you be able to take the next step, the next escalation of violence? If I believed that they were really war? the enemy, yes. But not if, like, I would have to be fully convinced. Especially after seeing, like... Completely the, uh, dehumanized, you'd have to Yeah, be. like, after seeing, like, all the Iraq war and seeing what's going on in Gaza and all that shit, like, realizing, yeah, they're just people and they have the reason that they're going to war, you know, that would have to be, I guess, taken away and turned into, this person is evil, this person is trying to kill my family, mm-hmm. I need to do this. Yeah, and but, then I could I could see it happening. Well, that's how that's why we lose all of our wars because that's what we're doing. We're going into people's homes. America is going like let's let's talk about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We're like how we would go into those villages. You know what I mean? No business being there. Be like these people are the enemy, even though they're defending their homes. Mm-hmm. So they may have communist <laughs> sympathies, right? But that's just they're indoctrinated. They don't know any better. Those people are they want a better life, man. Mm-hmm. And then we fly in there in helicopters, blow shit up, destroy their schools, fucking... Shoot families. Shoot rape. their military-age men. Yeah. And then... Rape their women. Yes. And then take their children I to mean, Saigon. I think there's plenty of people in the U.S. who are more than willing to kill, kill the men and rape the women. I'm not, I'm not worried about I our think supply. Anyone will. And I'll be honest, I think you would. I think I would. It's all... It's how they say war is hell. It is hell. You're possessed, bro. You're not. You're not human. You're not thinking like. I'm gonna go back to the scalping notion. Like, that isn't me. That is a, a, the war version of a human who's been put in that environment. You know what I mean? Humans are like rats in the way we respond to environment. Mm-hmm. We're very easily to adapt. I think, like, I'm, I guess I'm not worried about that aspect of the war because I think that's honestly, I think that's the easier position. Like. You know, going and, and, you know, destroying somebody or scalping them. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's when you are in a position of power mm-hmm. and now, okay, you're being cruel. But it's not, like, that's not hard, I guess. Like, you know, maybe for some people, but I think yeah. the, the terrifying thing is, like, if you watch, you know, like, Saving Private Ryan, right? Yeah. That moment, that's what I'm really scared of is, like, storming the beaches mm-hmm. and knowing it's, like, I really could die. Like, yeah. everybody around me, and they're not dying nice movie deaths. No, no. They're dying, slow, like, slow and painful. Slow, yeah. painful, legs blown off. Like, if I survive, do I really want to, like, be yeah. alive anymore? Kind of, th- like, that sort of situation is what I'm terrified about. Where So you're, you're just more of, like, the straight death and pain. I'm more of, like, the loss of humanity that war brings. It's, like... Yes, even if you live, are you even the same person after you scalp that guy? Mm-hmm. Is what I mean. Like, it is like you have given so much of yourself away doing that. That like, what is even left? I think that was a big problem too. Like after, um, like I, I forget who the writer was. He's the dude down in Key West. Uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway, my yeah, friend. Yeah, he like, was in the Great War. Yeah, he was in like, and it, they I weren't think, even scalping people. Then. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it was like that whole kind of generation. Like one of the reasons they called them the Lost Generation was just like after that war, you come home and you're like, what? Who gives a shit? Like, what's the point of it all? Especially now, it's like 
you know, we're at peace and it's like my friends died and now we just kind of have to go back to the way things were. Exactly. Was, you know, at the end of the day, what is anything worth? You know, people are like, oh, I want to get money. And like, of course, yeah, I want money. But like, you know, like, oh, I have to have more than my neighbor, blah, blah, blah. You have all the money. Just like, you know, kind of petty bullshit that like once you experience war, I feel like you come back having not gone through war. I think that like some of the greatest teachers are people who've seen it. Like, I think I've learned the most from people who've seen the true nature of humanity firsthand. Mm. They're the, like, and they're some of the nicest people you meet, you know what I mean? Because they know where shit can go. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really worry for America itself. I think, dude, I'm not going to lie, the Civil War shit is really heating up. Like, yeah. have you been following what's going on at the border? Yeah, I've seen, you know, like, certain, you know, a lot of, they talk about, like, Chinese people coming in. That's, that's horseshit. That's a distraction. What I, all, uh, this is the, this is what really freaked me out about it. It's not about the people coming in. Mm-hmm. That has always been a thing with America. How, like, I saw a video of all the migrants on the streets in New York, right? Mm-hmm. It looks just like New York City in the 20s, with all the fucking Italians coming in. Mm-hmm. It's the same, they're just, the, like... There was a there was an African American gentleman and he was filming them right and they're on the street doing nothing and he's like look these are the new n words like mm. these are the new n words in yeah. America and he's the black guy in New York black New Yorker filming the Mexican yeah. and Guatemalan migrants he's like y'all are the new n words mm. y'all just on the corner ain't doing shit and he's <laughs> filming them yelling at them you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like that's what I think is that these people it's a part of America America's going through another economic cycle we need more unskilled labor so we're bringing these people in but. That is all a distraction from the main issue, which is that the state of Texas openly violated federal law, openly violated the constitutional right of the supremacy clause, if you know what that is. Yeah. So they, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where the but federal I thought it wasn't they technically violated because it's like they're not allowed, like the federal government's allowed to take down the barbed wire, but, mm. but Texas is still allowed to put up barbed wire. No, no, no te- Texas is now stopping them from putting up, cutting their barbed wire and has mm. kicked them out. They're not allowed. So what they've done is start operating in native. Have you watched uh, Channel Five News? Andrew mm-hmm. Callahan, you fan? Yeah, yeah. I really, dude, I've been following him for a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he and then this other guy, Tyler Oliveira. Have you heard of him? I don't like his stuff. Really, he's a bit sensationalized. But he did do some. He did do some good research on the border issue. He went to the Indian reservations and covered something that no one else covered, which really spooked me. Mm-hmm. Was that? So do you know how the when they capture these migrants, they take them to a detention facility, mm-hmm. then they put them on a bus. And they ship them off on an airplane to another sanctuary city, major city. That's what they've been doing for, that's how there's 300,000 fucking people going around the country as they do this. But they're doing it now where the Texas is like playing cat and mouse with them. They're doing it on Indian reservations now. Mm-hmm. And the Tyler Oliveira guy covered this. No one else covered this. Mm-hmm. So this is why I like, kind of like watching his shit. He'll, do, he'll sometimes have some gold. But yeah, he went to an Indian reservation, followed one of the migrant buses. There's an airstrip in the middle of the desert. They pull up immediately stopped by DHS. Mm-hmm. Department of Homeland Security is operating far away from the border, deep in an Indian reservation. And then they start talking to the police of the Indian reservation. They're like, hey, you know DHS is like running a desert airstrip with migrants <laughs> in your reservation. And he's like, yeah, we've been playing cat and mouse with them. We've caught DHS agents doing this and that. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to say it. But what that cop was saying was that the DHS was basically aiding and abetting illegal entry into the US, mm-hmm. which is a crime. So I think that this issue could really see, like this could be a very, like almost states rights versus federal government rights, landmark Supreme Court case, or maybe even mm-hmm. devolve into violence between the federal government and the state government. I don't know, like, I, I, I am very apprehensive about going into like the civil war. Cause don't worry, like, I definitely think something is 
we are on the edge like with the division in the country but i don't know that like that is going to be enough to like the incentive wise i don't think you know people aren't starving people aren't losing everything they own because they're like there's this internal conflict within the government which i think has been happening you know like even look at like the war in iraq or like all the you know invasion of privacy like the government is constantly no, fighting Texas wanted itself. to see when obama got elected they what they wanted to see when obama got elected that's always been a fucking like issue of yeah. federal government state texas has always been the bad boy of the states yeah they like to like, oh we were a country it's like sure like technically yeah, cocksucker, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah try again <laughs> it's like remember that happened at the alamo yeah. your own country. <laughs> but like i'm more concerned i guess with the election i think that's that's like you know, whichever way you feel about Trump, I just think the loyalty to him yes. is very concerning. So this is where I, I was given a prophecy mm. by an old man along when I was in. I worked on a farm for a while too. I was in the farm, <laughs> and this old man gave me a prophecy. It was during George Floyd. We were, mm. I was up on this farm, away from everybody. The riots were going on. Shit, like man, this shit crazy, right? And I remember it was the morning, bro. He comes out. He's all shook after watching the news. He takes his hat off. And he's like, looks at me and all the young kids. He's like, boys. He's like, it may not be in my lifetime, but in your lifetime, you will see civil war. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Did like be like, yeah. he's supposed to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? He's like, this division, man. I've, I've seen. Like he was like, almost like he had like the Jesus premonition type mm. shit, where he was like, I, he sees the division come. But he is also a very this this man was a very old world man, like. I told him I lived in New Jersey for two a year, mm. and he wouldn't call me. He called me Yankee every day. After. <laughs> I was in the car, like, I was giving a ride. I was like, yeah, man, I live in Jersey for a little. He's like, "Damn Yankee!" And I was like, "What?" And he looks at me. He's about to punch me in the face. And he's like, "Damn Yankee!" Like he called me that, like almost as if he called me the N word. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, do something about yeah. it." Like, and I was like, "I don't like Northerners either, man." Like, I'm with you, but yeah, like, I was pale. I'm pale. You know, I'm a pale guy too. So he's like, "Damn Yankee!" But yeah, dude, this guy harbored a lot of resentment even now mm. from the civil war yeah. he still has a hatred for people of the north people of the city mm. and i feel like those people are dying those old guys mm. and their kids are starting to grow up and they may have told him the same prophecy you know what i mean mm. and this could start a cycle of violence i could kind of see that coming from this even harbored resentment from the civil war from fucking what 140 years ago i don't i think it's because people forget i mean definitely looking at all the like like the whole blm situation yeah right obviously that has connections to the civil war yes um but i think it's it's like the fact that people went through it went through the civil war went mm -hmm. through world war ii went through just major wars like that all those people are gone now pretty much mm -hmm. and so now people who haven't experienced war are all too ready to go into it exactly and they've had these stories brought down to them from their family being like stand on your land don't let these people tell you what to do mm. they're here they're going to ruin your life the north is this the north is that mm. and these people live right on the mason dixon line they're not they're technically fucking yankees i'm more south than they are yeah <laughs> and they and like so i don't even think that the civil war is going to be fought north and south mm. i think it's going to be major cities versus rural areas mm. and i think that it's not going to be fought north and south it'll be scattered decentralized ideological groups vying for almost fake power of regions because the federal government can still drone strike you if you get too hot you know mm -hmm. what i mean so i think that it's going to be more internet based and like like i think it's just going to be like not even really a war it's just going to be violence it's going to be like the worst form like i'm trying to think of like 
almost like a Pol Pot situation. You know what I mean? I've heard about I, I, who's Pol Pot. I don't remember. He was a Southeast Asian dictator. I don't remember which country exactly, but he slaughtered immeasurable amounts of people for no reason. Oh, it's probably in Cambodia. Yeah, and same thing with Che Guevara, how he was killing artists mm -hmm. and shit like that. Like, I think it's going to be like completely senseless violence, not even based off like a, a systematic extermination. Like, would be based off race. It's going to be like killing the woke. And yeah, it's like, and like, what is the woke? Yeah. And like, so how are you going to like? So you bring like, you know what I mean? If someone, if it's like a, a race-based violence or genocide you bring someone out oh they're that race mm -hmm. like uh in rwanda like they bring them out oh they're tutsi oh they're this you mm -hmm. tell by their nose shoot them dead mm -hmm. but you bring a guy like oh he's woke mm -hmm. like how are you gonna explain your <laughs> way out of that you could but like yeah it's basically like you've been marked for death and you have no way or justification behind it like i could like even me, I'm a right-wing guy. Mm -hmm. I could see, oh, dude, woke people are kind of getting kind of hot around here. Mm -hmm. I could put on my little lesbian hat and get out there and be <laughs> like, yeah, I stand against microaggressions just for the power of it. Not mm -hmm. even to be, like, part of the ideology, but just to have the power to be like, oh, yeah, kill that guy because he commented something mean on Twitter four years mm -hmm. ago. And they'll have that, like, I feel like it's going to be, like, a whole, like, fucked up, like, the worst, like I said, the worst form of violence you could imagine because mm -hmm. the ideology behind it. And the semantics. It's semantics. It's like yeah. complete nonsense. Well, it's like the red scare of like, who is a communist? And then it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you just don't like your neighbor. You're like, oh, you know, he had a gay flag. Did you know? Like, yeah, he, bring him out. Yeah. shoot him in the back of the head. And I could take his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's bad. It's that, that's a really interesting perspective, though, like the, the decentralized nature of it. Rather with than the like, internet, via the internet. It was just like the division between North and South was very... You know, there is a line and a river. A literal line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the rural versus city ideology, because it is like very much disconnected. Like, yes. you know, I see this like with uh, the electrification, right? Everybody wants to have electric cars. Like just the, if you look at all the like industrial machinery that we have, that, yeah has to be run on diesels like there's no way you're gonna run yeah you know a track loader for 14 hours a day yeah on fucking batteries no i have know? this in my talking points it was an article recently have you seen this toyota recently released an article yeah that little truck no no, no. Or, their truck is great but they mm -hmm. had an uh, internal memo about electric cars mm -hmm. and about how to make one electric car you can make like 30 hybrids with mm -hmm. the materials it takes to make one electric car yeah. or 90 like diesel electric hybrids mm -hmm. and how electric cars are the most wasteful form of use wasteful use <laughs> of materials for industrial output and how it's literally the worst, like yeah. most inefficient thing. And it was completely dogging electric cars and they explained it with evidence and everything. It was a really good article. Mm. But yeah, it's it's like I said, it's like why? Why do you why do you want electric cars? I think it's it's very much a disconnect between the reality versus just wanting like if you are yeah. somebody in the city, you're like I want to be good. What do I do? Just be yeah. like, let gay people be, do whatever. Like you, you yeah. know, you don't, you're not on the ground realizing like, no, we need this, we need mm -hmm. that. You're just saying like, what is good? That's good. Check that box. Yeah. You know, electric. I like the environment. All right, electric cars. It's like, well, actually, it's more complicated. Yeah. But they're busy being like an influencer or running a fucking sandwich shop. They don't have to open in their anal gape on internet for ten dollars yeah. a month. Like <laughs> that shit is. Uh, it's a sign of a falling empire because those people have lived in luxury for so long, mm -hmm. they have no idea what the real world is. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what it really takes to make their electric cars, like the sand mines where they have 40,000, 100 people under the age of 17 in a whole waist deep water mm -hmm. pulling cobalt out. I need to blow my nose. They're pulling cobalt out. Let's see if the mute will work. 
still get a little bit, but I, you know. Yeah, they're pulling cobalt out of the fucking ground. <laughs> Killing children when you could have something made at a caterpillar plant by a decently played union employee. Like, I think that it has to do with the internet, man. And the internet, like, you could say in the fall of Rome that they did have literature and that media and exposure to literature and the arts could have also caused their downfall and obsession with gender and all that bullshit. But this internet makes it so much worse that they don't even have a reality to ground themselves into. You know what I mean, man? Like, do you know who, uh, Yuri, I think his name's Yuri Brezhnev. Have you ever heard of this? It was on Joe Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, de- the, the speech he has on demoralization. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you, like, what... Do you think that we've already gone too far? Do you think this nation is completely demoralized? Or do you think there's a way out of it? I mean, I, I, I'd like to think there's a way out of it. Um, I'm going to hit this weed, man. Yeah, go you think the police are going to come in here? No, you can't see. Uh, Dude, but, you feel uh, porno in here. <laughs> thought about it. But the window. Fuck it. <laughs> you get caught, dude. Fuck it. Um, you're like full hose in here. Bro, some of the, you go on like porn websites, you're like, these people are fucking in crazy places. Like, I, I fucking quit, bro. I had to quit. Airplane bathrooms and shit like no, that. You gotta quit porn, <laughs> No, I don't, I, I, I think it's bad, but just like the boldness of people like fucking in these crazy places. Like, Where's the craziest place you banged? Roof. Roof? Yeah. I did casino bathroom. Oh? Was that, that was pretty far out. You weren't like, oh shit, like we're gonna. Nah, man, I was fast. It was like a lick, yeah, like. Pew, 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 out. <laughs> it was lit, but like, but still, that is that's crazy behavior. That's once again end of empire behavior. Because I why why would you be banging or practice know, it's in public? End of the empire. It's just people doing funny stuff. Like uh, I know, but you know, I think people do that in the eighties. Where's your decency, man? Have some fucking decency. I'm not raping people. I'm, I'm pretty decent. Like I got you, man. But like, think about like <laughs> this is a Christian nation. What we were built on, man. Like. We're not a Christian nation, bro. We no, don't have a national religion. Do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the founding of this country? I love the founding of this country. Well, let's let's go back to like the the doomsday. So, yeah, civil before. war, civil war, civil war. We got to um, touch a little bit more on it. I think demoralization of our country. That's where we were. I mean, I don't. It's very hard. I think to get the bad ideology out of these people, especially if you talk to somebody who's very liberal or you talk to somebody who is very conservative, especially when you talk about certain points. Like, I know some people, and if you talk about global warming, you can't have like a conversation. No. Right? It's just. It's just like Yuri said, bro. He said, their eyes, they're, they're, you have to. You have to kill them. There's no other yeah. way. Their mind is completely rotten. You could take them to concentration camp, show them the effects of Marxism, and they will still stand where they believe. Like SpongeBob, when he, Man Ray has his wallet. He's like, is this your wallet? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. He's like, well, it's got your name on it. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> his, his mind is so broken. I just think that, like... <coughs> There are plenty, there are lots of rational people too. Obviously, you're rational. You know, there's plenty of people you, if you have a conversation with them, they can, they can play ball. And they're like, okay, no, 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 this, this, and this. And like, they can have a reasonable conversation. Um, And so I don't think, you know, we're all fucked. But are we going to have to fuck around with these kind of stupid ideas, have a war? And then people are going to be like, whoa, you know, maybe we should just talk to each other. Like, I think it's probably going to take something that's like, because it just, you know, now being an adult and you're kind of realizing like there are no adults, like in reality. You know, you see these people in Congress and you're like, 
really? Like, this is, you're acting like a child. Yeah, like you know? Mitch McConnell looked like he shit his pants when yeah. I asked him a fucking question. And they're like, no, 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 we gotta keep him in line. It's like, where are the <laughs> serious people? Away, yeah. No, the, you know who the serious people are? Where are the serious people? The people in suits standing behind them. They're the people actually running this shit. And it's and I'm very apprehensive about the idea of like a secret cabal controlling everything. It's not a cabal. It's the intelligence agencies. That's the guy. But that's a, it's not a cabal. It's a cabal. No, it's like, a cabal, <laughs> but it's a cabal run by people who specialize in cabals, man. Like, I do. You really think that the president's in charge? Like, how long do you? When, no, I think the I don't president's think compromised. Biden. Kennedy. Kennedy was the last time we had a real president. Mm, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I think the president very much has power. I don't think Joe Biden is aware of what's going on and it's sort of like the machine is running without somebody driving but you know I, I don't necessarily think that every single president mm -hmm. is a tool and they're just just a figurehead at this point I think the president still very much has power do you think the East has beat us economically since 2020 <sighs> that's that's complicated um, and I assume by the East you mean China specifically no no I mean Russia China India and uh, no, no, definitely not Russia and India. Uh, Af no, Africa's <laughs> they, <laughs> name a car made in Africa. Like no, they, I've seen some. I've valeted cars made in Africa. They were brought over here. Really? Yeah, it's it was basically just a upscaled Honda, but it was pr produced and made in Africa. <laughs> it was really cool to see. I think like industrial industrialization wise, no, like we definitely don't have the manufacturing capabilities that we used to. And our government is very, or not our government, but our economy is very financialized. A lot of it's, you know, it's like paying uh, influencers, you know, or like stocks and bonds. It's, you know, you're moving around numbers to make more numbers, but you're not making anything material. And so that causes a lot of inflation because you're just basically printing money off yeah, of whatever. Off of nothing. Um, and so in that respect, yes, I think to a certain extent, specifically China, I think like, uh, Korea and Japan also have good economies in that they have that strong industrial base in, uh -huh. in addition to also having all the modern service industries but I also think that America is definitely not like it's not as though we don't have anything like no. we do make a lot of stuff here we do have base industries of like we have mining we have e enormous amounts of petroleum yes. and, and you know resources like and that and our microprocessor output our people refuse to don't really, or don't refuse, but they don't really comment on the, our output of advanced technologies as well. Yeah, from what I've heard, like, <clears throat> especially manufacturing wise, like, we are, what? <coughs> we are, like, very good at. <laughs> I think Damn. we should just pause it there. It always comes to my nose, too, man. Um, but, like, we're very good at detailed stuff. You know, like yeah. making uh, aircraft engines, making yeah. the best microprocessors, but it's the churning out the low-level stuff that China does a lot better. China mm -hmm. can make st stuff that's simple and doesn't require like good quality control. They can uh -huh. just churn shit out. Same thing with their chips. They produce a lot of dumb microchips. You know, like chips that are in like I don't fucking know, like baby a monitor. Baby monitor. Yeah, Shit. baby monitor. Very crude, low level, but there's a lot crude, of crude, but you can just churn it out yeah. versus all we make is like Lamborghinis. That's not really useful. You know, we do need to start making civics. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Because that causes a lot of problem with inflation in the car market in the 2020 COVID era because we weren't getting those shitty chips from China. Yeah. So did you see how many cars were sitting at the ports without yeah. chips? I remember I was in Maryland at the time. I remember seeing it, a whole lot full of Jeep Gladiators. They're fucking shitty trucks. Just <laughs> so many of them just not not functioning. And we can't do anything about it. We yeah, don't have the base. Like, so 
Do you think, though, in the West versus East sense that they have gained an upper hand, though? Can you at least agree with that, that they've maybe even positioned themselves, due to COVID, positioned themselves slightly higher on the pegboard compared no. to us? No. I mean, it's very much, and I think, like, due to the fact that even experts can't really yeah. say one way or the other, I think it, it's at a point where it's very, like, 50-50. Yeah. Of if it's, we've, we, we're at a turning point, though. Can you at least agree that? It's a turning point in the global pecking I, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I want to say that, you know, America's still going to be top dog. I think we are coming on a time when it's going to be decided. Yeah. I think we are at the point where it's like, all right, you know, the second in command is now he's, he's trying to take, take leadership. Yeah. And we're going to find out. They're going to fight. and It's like two dogs. Yeah. Two dogs. So back on that, though, do you think that you could beat the average Chinese man in a fight to the death with nothing? One-on-one. I think so. I mean, they're, they probably like be five, five, They like tend one, to be smaller. Five, five, like one thirty-five. You think you could like just kill him if he came at you, like right here, Chinese dude. I mean, he's, he's trying to kill me. I, yeah, it's to the death, but it's war. Like, imagine yeah. you guys are representing your countries. Like, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that, especially when it comes to like the Taiwan situation. That's why it's so difficult. Is like if they invaded America, they it's invade a lot America. easier. No I mean, they can. could they could invade like Hawaii. You know? Sure, they could occupy, or maybe but, maybe Guam. Yeah, or Alaska. I mean, Guam's kind of America, but you know, I think we would. Ja- I'm saying the Japanese did it during World War II. It's possible. Yeah. It's happened just in our history. Yes. It's happened before, and that is cause for war. Uh, but over Taiwan, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, is that really our business? Like they are. Yes. It is a definite like, hey, you're not in charge anymore. Uh-huh. Like, watch me do this. You know, you said I can't do this. Well, watch me. It's like it's like two dogs fighting over a tiny piece of kibble, bro. Mm. Like one dog knows that's his kibble. Are you gonna go for that kibble and like, yeah. is that you're gonna let that dog bite? Like, that's the way I like to break it down. At least for geopolitics, I like to look at it like every just they're all dogs, bro. It's it's all yeah. It's very much like I think people, it's, it's the most primal. Like it's almost to the point where it's so advanced that it, it loops back to where yeah. It's based on that primal thought pattern. It's it's not like we have morals and ethics, and if you go against those morals, then we care. Uh-huh. It's you. You're on my side. If you're not on my side, I'm gonna make you and your people hurt. Yeah. So you better follow it. Just follow the line. Yeah. And if you're not useful, then who gives a shit about what's going on? You know, like there's plenty of wars. Go- like Myanmar has a civil war going on. Yeah. I watched the footage of it. Yeah. That shit's gnarly, man. Right. Shit going on in the Philippines, too. They have that one guy kidnapped. You know about him? No. Like, New Zealand was kidnapped in the Philippines by like an ISIS cell. That he's no. chill. They send videos like every week of him in the jungle with these Oh, dudes. that guy. Yeah, I heard about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's in like Guinea or some poor, shit like poor that. Fella, poor fella. Poor fella, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, you shouldn't be over there. You know, you kind he's of poked the bear. He was a pilot. Oh, he crashed. And no, they... I think they caught him at the airport. I don't think he crashed. Oh. I think they fucking got him. I'm like, that's one of those places it's like, you know, go, I don't know I want it's like a trip there. to North Korea. It's kind of like, oh, they kidnapped me when I went to North Korea. It's like, why the fuck do you go to North yeah, you Korea? Stole, you hear about that guy? Yeah. He stole they, a sign. Went to the, he was like creeping around an abandoned part of the hotel, stole a sign. And, you know, they said he stole a sign. But you can't, you watch the video, you don't know who's stealing that sign. Like, they could have just wanted it. They needed a bargaining chip, and so they grabbed one. Listen, I'm, oh, I plan on going to Russia soon. Russia would be fun. I think it'd be a great country to visit, but, you know. We'll go buy a cat there. Why? It's a, it's like a rare cat. Caracal, you know Caracal? Mm-mm. I don't know. I'm not a cat guy. I'm not a cat guy either. But <laughs> I like this cat. But you do it for that Russian cat. This cat is like two bands, and you got to bring it through customs and shit. <laughs> You've seen it on the internet, brother. You know what these things are. Here. 
like a little bobcat, like a lynx. It's a puma. Pumba. Yeah. It's a miniature mountain lion, pretty much, man. I mean, that's a cool cat. Yeah, I'd give it like a Cuban link collar. That shit would scratch the fuck out of you. Legally, face, you have to be declawed to own them. I've done a lot of research. <laughs> and they do attack unprovoked, but they won't kill you. The only thing they really kill is kids. You can't have children. Oh, that's good. They go for the throat. <laughs> they have multiple cases of them going, like, you'll just You're be not chilling selling one day, it. You're not, like, be like <laughs> straight on your kid's throat. Like, oh, they'll only kill my kids. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. have kids for a while. Bro. Maybe I'll go to Puma. Russia and get a just miniature Puma. Dude, they're I, awesome. They, make, they mimic bird noises to a T. Mm. They can like sound like a crow and sound dude. They're fucking elite cool. animal. I'd rather yeah. get like a pet raccoon. Well, I've seen pet people with pet raccoons. They they untie your shoes. It's kind of cute. But this thing, like, imagine you bring a bitch up and you're like, yeah, that's my Pumba, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> just in the corner. It's like a wild animal. That's like, like some Tiger King shit. No, like, no, like yeah, Ricky Bobby. Tiger. Ricky Bobby's dad had one. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pumba. The Pumba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I got some other cool things to show you, dude. I got a look at this. I'm, I'm the next level in my school, the trucking school. Mm. Look at this shit, dude. I'm fucking... For the for the viewers, the video of me driving a manual semi-truck. Oh, is this one of those with, with, like, the switch and you get, like, another 10 gears or some shit? Sir, that splitter, boy. Hit that splitter. You should see when you hit the splitter, the Jake brakes kick in, boy. That shit. Look at that shifting. Look How at many that fucking gears are in this? Oh, holy shit. Damn, you're really wrenching it too. You gotta. I, I'm so skinny, I have to jump on the clutch to put my body weight on it. Oh, I feel like even this gear. Well, it's just a lot of range. You yeah. Know? Feel it, dude. You know what it feels like? It's like the old man, like you've seen the old movies, they're driving those trains. Mm -mm. The old steam engines. They're yeah. like, just like hitting all these fucking <laughs> buttons and shit. It's badass, man. Saying, you, you make a lot of money doing that too. Yeah. Bro. Like, do you have financial goals? What's your financial goals, revenue-wise? How much been, money do you want to bring in a year? I've been thinking about that. Like, look at it, like, how much money I'm going to make. I'm like, it just keeps looking, like, less and less. And I'm like, oh, I'm not taking home what I thought I was taking home. It's like, yeah. And shit's so expensive. Yeah, it's only going to get more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do I get a job that makes me good money that's also not a bitch? Like, ah. You got to be the boss. You gotta be the boss, but you can't, you know, plenty of people own, like, a fucking restaurant, you know? It's yeah, like, you yeah, gotta be a boss of something big. They bring in, like, 520k a year, and then they spend 480k on fucking food and yeah. employees. So, dude, listen, I got a very small goal. I just want a million a month. Oh, that's all? Just a million a month. That's not, that's not too hard. 52 million a year. <laughs> million a month in profit. You, like, you'd be probably, like, top 0.01%. Oh. Yeah. No, top 0.1% is billion. I don't think so. I think that's even like billion. zero zero. No, dude, let's let's look up the because I think brackets. there's only like two thousand billionaires or something like that. Let's look it up of uh, the, the tax bracket, right? U.S. tax bracket. Well, it wouldn't be the tax bracket. I think they have like an upper cutoff. How so many it's people just make like, fifty-two million a year? Well, also like a lot of people lie. They're very good at gaming taxes. Yeah. So well, it's like you're not getting a paycheck that says fifty-two million no, dollars on what it. I, right? Yeah, I don't mean that at all. I mean like fifty-two million in like like maybe. Fucking dividends on yeah, like stocks or, or yeah, like fifty-two million in art or fifty-two million Pokemon cards <laughs> that I got sitting in a fucking warehouse in a submarine or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think probably like half a million a year or something like that. Nothing crazy. Like just enough to be able to buy a house pretty much wherever I want and to be able to buy like two exotic cars. Yeah. See, this is also this is so skewed because they say only they say. Two hundred and five people make fifty million a year in wages alone. 
So when I mean a million a month, I don't mean in wages. I mean in money from businesses that I've owned, offshore mm -hmm. accounts, appreciation and accounts, mm -hmm. or maybe even a million a month in credit that I can use on assets that I have. Yeah. Like buying power. So you, it's so like, once you get to those levels of wealth, so people are so good at hiding it that it's not like it's those like, numbers I, are I, skewed. Those, you can't you can't deny those numbers are skewed on rich people. There's so yeah. many more rich people than that. But I think like it's like that's more than enough. I'd say like even a million a year like that's enough. Like they say it's like after eighty grand a year like it really diminishes how much better you feel like yeah. life improvement for money. Which that's probably like skewed up to a certain point. Yeah. Probably closer to like a hundred, maybe hundred twenty grand a year. But like. I think as, as long as I can, like I said, a house yeah. and not like a Lamborghini or two. <laughs> like, Lamborghini of all things. Yeah. Maybe, you know, probably not a Lambo, but, you know, because there's so many different ones I want. I want a Pagani Zonda. Your car guy, you like cars? Yeah. What's, your, what's the ultimate car for you? Pagani. Right? Zonda? Pagani Zonda. Because they don't, the Hawaii is nice, but they don't come in manual. I like Pagani. You're, you drive manual? Mm hmm. You have a manual car? Mm hmm. What is it? Miata. Oh, 2003. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, bro. I've so I've driven every car and probably ride all of them, dude. Valet, you. Valet would be good for you. Yeah. On the side, yeah. It really taught me a lot about the streets. Like, really? Yes. What yes. about them? Who you, could, who you could fuck with, who you could get money out of, who, who's got the money, who does this, who does that. I don't know. It was. So if you want to talk, like, you want to go back to the beginning and talk about the mafia. Mm. Like, when I say the mafia isn't what isn't real, it's it isn't, and it's not what you think. Because the mafia that you think of is you know you have to trace your blood back to the motherland. You got to be mm -hmm. Italian. You got to be able to have family who've been in it before you. It's none of that now. But the mafia has been completely co-opted by greed. It's not, you know what I mean. Pr principle like, if someone gets killed, this and that. You know what I mean. You retaliatory. No, everything has a price. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a whole westernized version like. It's, it's just companies. It's like corporate greed. Corporate mm. greed is the mafia now. You know mm. what I mean? It's not... It's like the government's the biggest mafia in the world. Exactly. And like That's what I mean now. Is that like... The, it's... I don't know. It's just not, not what you think. It's very weird. Mm. But, uh... It's way safer now, too. <laughs> like, I fucked up pretty bad one time. And I may have uh, said uncouth things about a guy. Like, you know what I mean? He was mm. like higher up guy. But they didn't even fucking beat me up or anything. Like... They just like I got like slowly fizzled away. It wasn't getting the good shifts and shit anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just like cut me out like that. You didn't have to kill me. <laughs> how can you? How can you tell like who has the money? Like what do you mean by like? What, all right, or so, like who, first impression? Who you can fuck with? You know like. Okay, so it's what I've learned. It's in the eyes, and yeah. like I like to play poker too. I'm shitty. I'm terrible at poker, but like it's in the eyes. There's just, like certain looks about people. Like if you get out of the car, the guy's got a really hot girl with him. He's in a rented car, and his eyes are like you know unconfident. Mm -hmm. Welcome to hey bro, you can't park any sixty dollars. It's full, bro. It's VIP only. Mm. Right away. And he's like, oh, oh god, I guess. It's and then he'll pull out, and then his girl will look at him like, oh, you can't pay sixty dollars. You know what I mean? Mm. So he's in that. I've already placed him in a position where he has to pay me more money <laughs> than he should. <laughs> So that's what I mean. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so you're just like, mm, give me, give me a little extra, and then you just take it off the top. Yeah. So the. A lot of stealing, a lot of stealing. <laughs> but yeah, see, like, and like that's that's part of it though. It's all about impressions. Like, it, honestly, you could. It sounds kind of like a reach, but it is comparable to police work. How you have to be able to read people a lot on the fly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I love the. I'm obsessed with law enforcement. I used to have like you watch cops. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I've heard of it, but I, I watched watch. my mom every dude every week. I watch cops with my mom, like back in the day, and like it taught me. I've never had a negative interaction with the police because of it, because I know how to talk to them from watching this fucking show <laughs> and seeing what people do when they fuck up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like my experience, my like, what do you what do you think of the police? So like when you see them, like um, that, like let's give an example. Of that cop, you walk past him mm-hmm. with the fucking vape in your hand, and yeah, weed vape. What were you thinking when you saw that? Like, like I wasn't worried about him. Because it's like, this is legal weed, and he's a library cop. He has no real... He's just making sure somebody, you know, homeless people aren't coming in. Or, or somebody doesn't shoot the place up. Yeah. Nothing, okay. Like, I'm not a problem for him. Um, okay. I'm definitely... I just watched Rocky the other the other day, so now I'm, like, a little bit more, like... Just the, the fact that they have a lot of power and a lot of ability to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, put you in detention without really yeah. any kind of oversight yeah that's something like and you know my dad always tells me like we're driving on the road he's like stay the fuck away from cops like he's like do not go near them oh I've had, you know yeah, yeah. um and th- like there's some animosity too of like just you know fucking speeding tickets and shit like that of course and like you know fuck them you got speeding tickets yeah and then motherfucker i hate it when they drive behind you and they don't turn their lights on you're like just do it you fucking son of a bitch like what are you doing while you're sitting yeah. there with your hand on a gun like oh, I'm fucking wait for this to make my day it's like I can't wait to go on reddit and see my fucking body cam yeah. dude I'm gonna fucking make my name known uh, <laughs> but I think most of them was like you know that's a job I would never I do not want to no because you don't get paid enough and you, people are gonna try and fucking kill you all the time like, I've, had, I've had a calling to it if I really hit rock bottom I think I would <laughs> I and think like, I'd that's be a chef disrespectful <laughs> I don't mean to disrespect that but I just mean like entrepreneurial wise like if my companies everything goes down and I don't want a truck anymore I feel like being a cop is a great calling do you think they're necessary yeah do you think that uh, absolutely do you think that the right to detain you is necessary <sighs> it's for the premise of an investigation? I guess it's, it's at certain points, of course, they need to detain people. Yeah. Uh, how easily they do that, I think it becomes a matter of, you know, is it worth it to have a couple people who are captured when they shouldn't be versus letting people who Get need away, to be yeah. in jail, yeah, who aren't in jail? It, you know, that I think is one of the, it's the constant question with plenty of things of like, do you know what is an allowable amount of mistakes and do we give them the power to be able to make those mistakes but we're getting the effect that we need out of it uh so yeah they need they need to be able to detain people i think now that they have body cams too i think that's extremely useful in quickly verifying whether or not you know like in rocky he's like oh yeah he resisted arrest and he was a baker it's like man he's just a guy walking on the street you have no reason and you check the body cams you're like yeah you're full of shit um and i think Getting some retaliation, you know, if somebody, if you're wrongfully detained, then the, you know, do you charge the police department? Because obviously they don't have that much money to begin with, depending on which department you're talking about. Um, and you know, it's like every time a cop fucks up, they have to pay out a million dollars, kind of thing. Yeah, that doesn't seem very feasible. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I guess you know they should be able to detain people, but there should be a way to check them and make sure they're not just going around yeah. arresting people or, you know, there's, you know, preventing corruption because you're just arresting people who like, Oh, my buddy says this guy's causing yeah. trouble. But I've never, like I said, I've never had a negative interaction with the police and all the times I've stopped random, whatever. Uh, it's been fine. Like just by saying yes, sir, no, sir. Mm. Or like literally like being caught in a bad situation. First that cops pull up, how you do it officer? Just saying that, mm. like, has saved my ass so many times, and I feel like, like, call me conspiratorial, but I feel like that 
there's like an element of our media and our culture that like tells people to disrespect the police mm -hmm. and it almost like feeds back into the prison industrial complex because these people are getting arrested and charged mm. by being disrespectful to the police for like like mm. call that's, me crazy bro but like that's just like it's, it's an i mean that's there's definitely an anti-police sentiment yeah, of course it's being spread and i think that that's a part of marxism and like because i had i was polish my boy's polish He's, i'm going to poland this is me late boy bro warsaw looks beautiful i'm gonna go there so find bad. my wife there but yeah poland's gonna be beautiful bro a couple but, of polish girls yeah I'm Catholic, man. Like, oh, man. I'm American businessman. <laughs> no, man, but he told me this, bro. During that, during the whole George Floyd shows, the rise of BLM, he goes, BLM's Marxist organization. That was before they even the tries to the George Soros Foundation. Like, he was said this right away. He called their shit. Called their bluff. And my, my boy was like, what do you mean by that, daddy? And he was like, they're preaching absolute obedience without any check they they tell you you must obey put your mm -hmm. sit down put your hand up regard just you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that he said was his first giveaway was marxism because he said he saw that in poland firsthand mm -hmm. when the communists came into poland and that's what he said it was absolute obedience regardless of the truth mm -hmm. which is part of the demoralization shit and i feel <laughs> like once i don't I hate to come back to the negative shit but like that's just like another sign man like you gotta stay wise out here i don't know like i guess it, it, it is, I've heard the leaders were Marxist. I don't think like the ideology of, you know, fuck the police is necessarily a Marxist sentiment. I like just yes. being rooted in kind of like police discrimination, arresting people when they shouldn't be, especially like arresting yes. black people. It may not be Marxist, but do you agree it's revolutionary? It's kind of inside. It's, it, it's kind of spicy in nature. There, it's it's. It's a, definitely. It is a. I mean. It is a seed for something bigger. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, yes. Especially like with the George Floyd riots. Yeah. There was that sentiment of like, oh yeah, you know, the police can't do anything because it's like they come in and start arresting people. That's just fueling the fire of like, yeah. oh now they're arresting even more of us. Were you going to strangle another black guy? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. It's, it's not. <laughs> It's very difficult, but I, I don't think it's completely... I don't think it's just a stupid idea to be like, oh, fuck the police. Like, that's, no. that's dumb. I think, yeah, there's a certain, like, you need to check the police. But don't not even fuck the police, the idea of defund the police. That's just, yeah. It's that's unfeasible. just stupid. And what that happens is going to bring more crime. I mean, it's the same war. thing as electric cars. It's just like the dumbest way you can solve yes. a problem is like yes. take their money away and then they can't Eat be the cops. Rich. Yeah. Eat the rich. Shit like that. Like, no, it's, it's semantics. Yeah, well, it's a catchy line yeah. that you can say that people will think is solving the problem, but really it's just a heavy-handed approach that doesn't, it's not no, effective it's, at it's all. It's not even semantics, fucking... it's nonsense, it's yeah. nonsense. Which is like, and then total, so I guess I could say that he didn't mean the BLM movement, he meant more the defund the police movement. And he mm -hmm. said, like, in his eyes, the defund the police movement is nonsense, and they're preaching total conformity to nonsense, mm -hmm. just to grab you by the balls. You know yeah. what I mean? And then back on how I said the, how the Civil War was gonna be people just like, I would, might not even agree with what I'm saying, but I want the power. I would get out there and be like, yeah, defund the police. Mm. <laughs> Shoot that guy in the back of the head, you know what I mean? Like, it will be, it, it, the, it would be. A, yeah, how many George Floyd rioters were just people looking to steal? And they're exactly, just like, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's people oh, taking advantage of the situation. And I don't even mean that in a racist sense, because I saw videos of white people doing it. The white people were stealing. Yeah. And the black people were like, you're fucking up our protest. What are you doing? Mm. And the white people were like, man, with a bike lock, breaking windows <laughs> at a Starbucks. Like, it's almost like they're capitalizing on people being demoralized, that they don't care anymore, that there's no principles. 
they're looking for the opportunity to be their true selves, which is evil. Like the amount of people who would steal if they could get away with it, but don't because of the law. No, I steal all the time. <laughs> don't, see, that doesn't matter. It's more about they. These people don't have principles, man. They don't have the idea, like, not to steal just because the law is there. But mm. let's let's not think about the law being there. Like, maybe the Wild West, like people had the religion behind it, man. Like, I'm not going to steal this God will get mad at me. Mm. So, and people have abandoned their principles. They lost their God or be it or maybe they're even like, you know what I mean? They're demoralized. Like, how we're talking yeah. about that. Yeah. So that the, and now once people are demoralized, these stupid ideological ideas can infect their brain and mm. fucking, it's like your immune system is compromised. Yeah, they have no like base to go back to. They exactly. have, they they have, have no, no foundation of like, all right, at the very least, yeah. I know these things are true. I don't do this. Yeah. I don't kill people. It's like, whoa, what if they're racist? It's yeah. Like, oh, whoa. Whoa. Like, or like, you know. we can talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Do you mm. know that? Do you know that whole story? I know a little bit about it. Like, yeah, the guy tried to kill him or something. I was like, so no, he so. He was in the wrong, low-key. I'm a very right-wing person, but I will, I will support. He shouldn't have been there. The kid was 19. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to drive across town, you know, like 20 minutes away and go help defend this. He's like, yeah. I'm going to defend a car dealership <laughs> from, like, Benghazi. I'm going to go put myself in a white people Benghazi. I'm going to go stay <laughs> in, a, in a dealership surrounded by angry people, and I'm going to be armed, and I'm going to protect the Constitution. Yeah, like, yeah. He, should, he was a kid, bro. Mind your own business. He was fat. He was a fat kid who couldn't. You know what? So, dude, I watched everything. I watched it happen. This kid, he's standing there in the crowd, right? There's a lot of people, a lot of angry people, and he's sitting there with a bunch of armed, older veterans and shit. Mm. And someone shoots a handgun like that, literally like in the air, mm. and he gets spooked by that and goes like this and shoots this dude who's been heckling. He shoots the biggest heckler in the crowd. <laughs> he's sitting there saying, this guy's been heckling him all night, getting his face. Like, and then the guy's sitting there yelling, he's a white, this is the best part about this whole shit. This shows like the complete abandonment and, and the like the complete demoralization. Like this guy shouldn't have been there. It wasn't even about him. Mm. This was just a dude who was bald headed, white guy with a shirt off going, yeah, white guy yelling, shoot me N-word, shoot me N-word. <laughs> like with an A though, like he was like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he like he thought he was like okay to stand there and do this yeah. in the middle of the street, and that gunshot goes off and he shoots him, splits his head open, mm. <laughs> fucking blood spatter cloud, dude, it was gnarly. There's a video of that. Oh, all of this, yeah, I saw it live, bro. Fucking, <laughs> and the kid's the dude's head goes pops, bro, and everyone starts running. Holy shit! And the guy he killed was a sex offender. He raped children. The first guy, he split his head right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so not all losses. <laughs> Listen to how lucky that is. Yeah. To shoot to shoot an innocent man yeah. in the crowd, and him happen to luckily be a registered <laughs> child rapist. Like, think about this. Dude. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Exactly. So that's the first guy he kills. All hell breaks loose. People mm. start running, and he so they abandon their position. Him and his militiamen. Mm. He has used a group of militia. They abandon their position. So they're running in the streets now. He's separated from his group, mm. and he's being chased by an angry mob. And he's a tubby. Fat kid, bro. Not even something like me. I could have done the dash. I would have been fine. <laughs> this fucking kid's running, huffing and puffing, bro. He's like two blocks down the road, mm. and he falls, face first off the concrete, <laughs> like he chased by angry mob. And as he falls, people are gonna capitalize. You know what I mean? They see yeah, that. Yeah. This dude runs up with a skateboard, whacks him in the back of the head. Mm. He turns around and about to get whacked in the face by it, and goes like this. So he's like on the ground with the AR-15 from the hip. Hits the guy in the heart. Mm. And like Wild West movie, bro. Takes two steps and goes, falls over, bro. Fucking ow. Killed instantly. Mm. I don't remember that guy's profile. But as he does that, he's still on his ass. Just killed another guy. Another guy runs up with a handgun, right? 
he goes like this, points the rifle at him as he has a handgun. The guy puts his hands up. Mm. He's trying. He's surrounded by people now, so he goes like this. That guy puts his hands up, down, and goes like that to shoot this kid in the back of the head. Mm. He turns around, blows, right, shoots him in the bicep. Skinny guy like me blows his whole bicep off, and he's stuck with his gun like this in his hand. Mm. He gets up, runs to the police. So, like, think about those people that he killed and why they were there, and think about the violence that, that was caused over the internet. Like. Mm. That was completely senseless violence. All those people that he killed should not have been there. <laughs> they were all there with these weird preconceived notions they got from the internet. Yeah, it was none of anybody's business. <laughs> exactly. Nobody, nobody had I mean any reason. Of this shit. <laughs> that like, I'm trying to preach this shit to as many people that listen. To the danger of fucking the internet and how you're completely like, a complete abandonment of reality, bro. Mm. Nothing grounded. Like, why were the, why were those militia men there? Yeah, maybe they're trying to defend a car dealership. They do is going to get burned out. But doesn't that play have insurance? You're a business. Like, yeah. Why go to violence over that? Let them fucking trash it. It's a bad look for their cause. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even that, like, the other people there were probably veterans and knew how to handle themselves when there's an angry mob of people. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if the angry mob's armed, like, mm. they're used to that. Like, okay. And there's 19 year old kids shaking in his britches right next to you. Like, they should have. This is. It's horrible what happened. And the idea that, like, anyone should have been like, oh, the white kids shouldn't have been there. No one should have fucking been there. It was a case of, like, a very stupid police brutality mistake that yeah. could have been handled in the courts. And these people now are on the internet and are abandoning the rule of law. And it goes back to the rule of law, man. Like, you gotta... That's what this country was founded on. Yeah, it was founded not by... They say it's a Christian nation, but they were fucking thugs. Benjamin Franklin was given every chick in Paris syphilis. <laughs> they had slaves, you know what I mean? Like, Andrew Jackson. Wasn't really a founding father, but kind of close. Murdered two people on his fucking campaign. Fucking yeah. Trail of Tears was kind of yeah. See, up. like this country may have like, but at least we're able to show face and be like, we can settle this without violence in the courts. And mm -hmm. people are abandoning the rule of law mm. off ideas they get on the internet. <laughs> it's I, I I've never seen it before. You know what I mean? I'm not a young person, but I've never seen it in history before. Is what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's. it's it's very much like it's only a law if it's enforced. Like, yeah, that's, and that's and a lot of people aren't, and and that gives the other side a reason also not to follow the law. Exactly, like it's very much like you, you know you look at the whole January sixth situation, but like when Trump got elected, all the Democrats were like, oh yeah, he, you know Russia got Russia elected him. You yeah, know, that was a false election, or like they had the whole Steele dossier where they made up a whole the gold shower shit was hilarious. Yeah. Did you read it? I didn't read it. No, dude. They said that uh, the way. So they said they hunt. They Epstein Trump. Like Trump got Jeffrey Epstein. Like mm -hmm. honey potted. And the way they Epstein him is they brought him to a hotel in Russia and he paid these hookers to pee on him, and they filmed it. <laughs> and that's how they got Trump's footage by the balls. But even if they had that footage, Trump would have been like, "Yeah, I was in fucking Russia. I had a horse peeing on me. Like, I'm the fucking president. Wait, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. About yeah, that. like I like to party. Exactly, man. Like, what are you gonna? You can't like a guy like that. You can't counter with that. So yeah. that's what the Steele dossier is bullshit. And then so that Steele dossier has been going on what ever since then, right? Yeah. And then remember what they got him on now. Fraud charges on a hotel, bro. Yeah. That he overvalued a Manhattan hotel, like every other real estate developer. Like, yeah, it's but it's it's I don't, just the idea of like now they're giving the other side reasons yeah. to be like, fine, you know, it, it's say they like Israel Hamas is like the yeah. moment you shoot kids and rape women. Yeah, the, Israel's gonna be like they raped our women. Yeah. Now we get to burn down the whole city. Yeah, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't we just you know follow the law, the rule of law, rule of law, go step <laughs> by step. We'll we'll get justice, but don't yeah. go let people say, well, he did exactly. this, so I can do that. You know, it's like children. And that's why I stopped watching the news a long time ago because I think the news is just setting us up for this scenario of civil war where 
or we're just going to feed these narratives to both sides mm. that completely disenfranchise and demoralize them to get to the point where it's just going to be emotion-based violence. Mm -hmm. I just, the only thing, I think economically, unless there is a real, because it's like civil, the first civil war, first civil war, the only civil war we've had, <laughs> uh, hopefully, was because it would like cripple the economy of the yeah. South, right? There's people's livelihoods. Yes. That's when people go to war. Is when they don't have money, they don't yes. have safety, exactly. they don't have people food. like you and me, or the truckers that I work with, or the people that do trash. Those people aren't going to go in the streets and yell, "Shoot me, Edward! Shoot me, yeah. Edward!" Or go defend a fucking car dealership yeah. when they have work the next morning. Yeah, it's not. Those I'm people gonna, are role playing what's going to happen. I just, yeah, I have, I have my own, you know, I have my family yeah. and my job and my stuff. That's all I really care exactly. about, you know. Exactly. I'm not part of this whole. We need to start a revolution. Thing. Yeah, I'm worried about my own shit and I'm good. Yeah, and that's um, the only people protesting are the people who have time to now. But the moment like they start fucking with that with everybody else, yes, that's when I could see a civil war coming. So that's like if you know the Trump thing is a problem with you know the whole January sixth, and then now all these states are trying to keep them off the ballot. Abandonment of rule of law. But like. That, I don't know, I think what it's going to need to make it the Civil War is some kind of economic collapse, some kind of depression level, like huge financial issues in the United States. And I think that's coming soon. I think we have a weird, yeah. very weird economic place right now, man. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's like inflation's up, but like the unemployment is down. And then like, you know, we've printed so much money, but it, you know, people, it seems like we can print unlimited money, even though not really. It's the same thing that happened in Rome. Their coins became less valuable, less valuable. But the, only, the crisis that happened in Rome, do you know about that is when they're unable to pay their troops? He's like, a Roman soldier got paid very well mm -hmm. back in the day. You make good money if you're a soldier, man. You buy a house, you take care of your family. Mm -hmm. But, like, eventually they start paying the Roman soldiers less and less valuable coins. Mm -hmm. So instead of gold, it'd be like gold with nickel. Or, like, same thing, literally the same thing is happening to our coins right now. Mm -hmm. Our coins have had more valuable metals than before. Now they're less and less valuable. Mm -hmm. and this is like a way you can historically look at a civilization and see that there's something wrong economically. That, like, eventually that led to the pensions of soldiers being cut. And the the lot so if you cut like a veteran's pension, mm. what the fuck do you think he's gonna <laughs> do, dude? Do you think like now you're gonna have veterans who don't have anybody in the streets yeah. on some shit? So that's what really set like the shit in motion for Rome. And then the, so soldiers started abandoning their posts, mm. and then Rome was overwhelmed with because with from an enemy from inside the people they let in the barbarians, mm -hmm. and like. I'm kind of butchering Roman history because I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I knew enough to be like, well, No, you definitely, <laughs> definitely incorrect on a lot of what I'm saying. But the gist of it was that they let these group of people in there, kind of like how we let all these illegals, and like they didn't give them citizenship. So they, they didn't, they were like, fuck these guys. Like the Roman emperor, I think, like failed to recognize a barbarian leader in mm -hmm. Rome. He's like, no, these are barbarians, fuck these people. Mm -hmm. And then those people are like, well, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. We're going to take over. And then they couldn't do shit because they couldn't pay their soldiers enough. Mm. So the same thing maybe happened in America in that sense, but it's not going to be like, oh, there's an army of Chinese people in the streets. Like, <laughs> no, it'll be a way like they're protesting. Like, why are we being recognized? Type shit. I can see like, especially seeing the farmer protests that are going on in Europe. Their pensions were cut. They're, yeah, and they cut put back too many, or they got rid of the leeway on diesel. They used to subsidize diesel and shit. Yeah. And they're not doing it, but they reversed it after they dumped shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God. You, uh, I I think. That divide between not just, I guess, the blue collar versus the white collar workforce, but kind of the upper class, you know, people talk about like yeah. the financial divide. Yeah. It's weird too because, like, 
I think a lot of, we'll say like traditionally conservative places, like, you know, like rural areas, farm workers, heavy mm-hmm. machinery, big blue collar people, right? Yeah. They tend to be conservative. And then you also look at sort of, I guess, more service industry people who are like fast food yeah. and, you know, they're, I can't think of anything else, but like, you know, fast food. Like so, wage cucks. Yeah. Wa- wage cucks, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but those service industry workers tend to be on the side of like very democratic yeah. social spending. But both are connected in sort of the disconnect between like the government is more serving the rich. Yes. You know, I guess it goes. They're divided it, purposely and decisively so that they can't unite against the rich. Well, I guess it's to, but you know, then you get on like a Marxist revolution exactly. level of like the poor versus the rich, eat the rich kind of thing on but both sides. But even my message about jobs is Marxist. The idea that the money that they're giving me isn't enough for me to respect <laughs> yeah, them. You know yeah, what yeah. I, mean? I could say, well, like, if I really wanted to say that, I could be like, they're taking advantage of the surplus value I generate yeah. for their company. But I didn't want to put it in a Marxist I need a spiel. living wage. Yeah, the you know bourgeoisie. I, mean? I was just like, they don't, they don't respect me. Yeah. And I see, like, that's why I feel like I, ideology kind of puts blinders on people. Because mm-hmm. I could have sold that. And, like, mm-hmm. but, like, and then imagine I had, like, right away, like, some crazy Marxist message. That's not what it is, bro. No, I just don't respect them. I think, yeah, like, the problems are the same. It's just how you route yourself of like instantly saying and that's why we need communism it's been like it's it's been a problem it's just like a joke man it's all about your delivery (laughs) yeah you gotta deliver you gotta sell it Mm. you gotta sell it well yeah because you see that too with people advertising their ideas the way they set up the problem to where it gives you the solution yes of like another side of the end of the empire Mm. like you're, what are you? What are you doing? You fucking retard! <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Like, focus on your real life, and not this ideological echo chamber that you're in on fucking Twitter, dude. Like, but it's like what you know. People no, think it's Instagram an existential comments, fr- threat. Well, and also it's like it's like a hobby. It's fun and it's easy, right? It's fun and easy to get be like these fucking people that yeah. type these fucking. Do you people argue suck with balls. people on the internet, or do you no. know people that do? I, don't, uh, I have a friend that does. He argues politically with people in comment sections. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, man. It's kind of a shitty hobby. <laughs> like, yeah, do some bright, some bright five minutes. Like, like, fuck. I'll lurk on Twitter a little bit and just seeing like what these people the are retardation, posting. Man. You're just like, what do you do? Like, don't you have jobs? Don't you like? Yeah, it's like the people who are like pro pedophile on Twitter. Like. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the maps minor attracted persons. Oh, God damn it, man! Like you <laughs> people should be skinned alive. Like what is going on? Like, and this has to do with the empire shit. It's like these, these people should have been the asylum. Like why are the asylum? Bring the asylums back. Mm. I think we're gonna see like when this big like you know how I say America is very cyclical. We're going into like our nineteen twenties, roaring twenties cycle. Yeah. Bring the asylums back. It'd be some bring good shit. Back. Bring them back. I like. I, I don't even people mean that in like a systematic racism way. I mean that just like. Some of these people need to be locked up, man. <laughs> yeah, some people are way too fucking crazy. They need to be institutionalized. Yeah. And they should, or not even institutionalized, maybe the futuristic form of institutionalization will be, you're not allowed to go on the internet. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's enforceable, but there's an interesting, like, that's your... Well, if they use, like, biometrics and shit, like, like, yeah, you mean, some people can't handle the internet, man. And you shouldn't be allowed on it. If you're mentally ill, like... You're looking up flat earth theory, hollow earth theory. Like, you believe that shit? You're teaching your children hollow earth theory and that dinosaurs are real? Like, but it's a slippery slope of like, oh, you're not, you're yeah. teaching people not communist stuff? Like, it's, that's kind of crazy. The, yeah, who's going to have the power to do that? Yeah. And maybe the I government will give it to a government. robot. You'll give it to an AI. And the AI Who will makes the AI? If you can use the internet or not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
It's scary shit. I could see it like a new communist revolution, though, like with people wanting the AI to be the economic controller. Yes. Because it's like, oh, no, it didn't work because we didn't have the technology. Yes. And now no, it will. That's the mark of the beast. No, you can't take that shit out. <laughs> I'll die. I'll die before that shit. <laughs> that's a little ideologically binding on my part, but that is very dangerous shit to go to. But, I mean, I, I think more, a lot of. I, I, I don't think it's crazy to understand the thought. Like, I understand the thought process. Yes, know? but that is almost like surrendering yourself to something. You know what I mean? Like, you can't submit to that. Because mm. even I now, even with crypto, like, I honestly, like, cryptocurrency would probably even be a better option than fucking <laughs> the AI economic overlords. Because, like, you yeah. can't give one thing that much power. And that's why, like, even even if it's not human, because somehow it'll like it has it's made by a human. You know, it's our mean? techno god. It's like yeah, uh, is our techno system. god gonna be prejudiced against fucking one group of people because its creator was like what's what's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, what's your that? what's your uh, affirmative action setting on the techno god? Yeah, so I mean, dude, you gotta set that shit to be like, oh yeah, dude, let's give like like let's let Asians only run laundry mats. <laughs> Like, is that really, like, a good idea, man? Like, all right, like the creator said it. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. Open a laundry vat, bud. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's bad, bad shit to get into, man. It's like, like, I have a PhD in math. Like, what are you talking like, about? You're running yeah. laundry mat. <laughs> Motherfucker. You're like, run the shit out of that laundry <laughs> mat. <laughs> and I'm over there with the robot. Like, yeah, he said you're running the laundry yeah. mat. It's <laughs> not me, bro, you know. Sorry. It's not my fucking thing. It's dangerous, dude. I don't know, man. Where do you fear? What, what's your, like, the thing that really scared me recently, it's the fucking AI-generated video, because now they're going to get shit of us committing crimes. It'll be like Ooh. Clockwork Orange, man. They're Just, gonna... like, a video AI of Biden video. saying we have gone to war with Iran. That alone is just terrifying. No, but they've been able to do that with body doubles. Yeah. Like, body doubles are, like, do you, I don't know, I love intelligent shit. Do you study, like, intelligent shit? Like, do you know, like, a lot about body doubles? Mm. Body doubles are one of the coolest things to me, like... Where one dude will have just like, it'll be like here, and I'll have like six people who look just like me. Mm. And I'm like, you're gonna go here tomorrow, you're gonna be here, you're gonna be here, you're gonna be here. It's literally like old world shit, like a kingdom. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you it's have. It's like a Star Wars. No, not even Star Wars, but like like a kingdom, man. Like I'm sending my envoys. Mm. Like I'm, I know there's assassins around, you know what I mean? Mm. I ain't gonna be out caught lacking. I'm gonna chill here and play GameCube, and I'm gonna send these people to go do my shit. And the way, like, Saddam Hussein had, like, eight body doubles. Mm. And what he would do is he would find people that genetically look like him and kidnap them, mm. force conscript them into the army, basically. They disappear. Like, they took one dude right away from his family, mm -hmm. and then they give you forced plastic surgery to look like Saddam Hussein. Mm. And then they would force you to go to public events and be Saddam Hussein. And they kidnapped this dude. He was, like, 38. He was a soldier and shit. Never saw his family. Disappeared for like 12 years. Where are you finding this shit? Like, is this a book or is this just YouTube? It's a story. It's a story, bro. Right on YouTube, bro. That's a, he was a Saddam Hussein's body double, man. And he had to hang out with Saddam Hussein's son and fucking go to these events with his son. Mm. And his son is a psychopath. His son would go walk into a party and beat people with a metal pipe mm. for no reason, order people's executions, mm. fucking very devious sexual behaviors. I won't talk anymore about that shit. Mm. But yeah, he's a psychopath, man. And... His story kind of has a good ending. But anyway, the war happens, right? And he gets abandoned. And now he's stuck in a U.S. invaded country, and he looks like Saddam Hussein, <laughs> right? So what he does is he's stuck with the guy's son. And the guy's son's like, the country's falling apart. He's going crazy. He's all coked up, you know? So he's like, you're staying with me. You know what I mean? He's going to use him as like a bargaining chip to get out of trouble. So he flees from this guy. This guy's shooting at him and shit with mm. his cronies. They dip. 
he's in this like really expensive car and he drives straight to the border mm. and he pulls up to the border and he's like um Saddam Hussein <laughs> led me across and he's able to like escape or something into Jordan that way mm. but like think about how many body levels Putin has and stuff and I feel like the Joe Biden situation might even be to this point where like because yeah I saw so you know the conspiracy theory about his ears have you seen that uh, I, I haven't heard that one They have like some evidence It's probably edited But mm-hmm. they say that his earlobes Are different in different shots He's probably got different people Oh like they're connected in some And some they're not Yeah So that could be You know what I mean Video editing or conspiratorial minded But let's think about it From like a pragmatic sense Like this guy gets tired Like let's be real He's already not functioning Enough to run the country Like why don't we just adopt Some old world sense And have a body double like, But you would think That they would send Like a body double Who can talk In his place Why are there all these videos Of him just blah, 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 blah. Why yeah. don't they put a, a fucking body double who doesn't embarrass he himself? He was doing in front good crowd work when he had his ears together. <laughs> I will say that. So maybe that's why. That's like, uh, you know, I would but, think if you're going to do it, you know, do it right. Do you oh, want dude, one of these? No, I'm not a lip pillar. I'm not a very good nicotine guy. I came very close to smoking camels, though, when I was shifting that truck with those fucking teeth. <laughs> I was, he's like, you smoke? And I was like, ah, like going like this. He's like, oh, you smoke? I was like, no, no, no. But those camels would have slapped. Cigarettes are badass, but I'm very hater of vape. Yeah. I'm a very big hater of lip pillows. <laughs> I hate to hate on it, man. But do, do you, do you. I like the Texas shirt, too. What brings, what's that? What's oh, the inspiration you. behind that? Oh, I'm family's Texan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. told me that. Yeah, so I got a proposition for you. Actually, no, I'm going to tell that after stream. Mm-hmm. I got a proposition for you. But uh, I'm trying to think what else to touch on, man. What do you want to talk about? You got any other things? I think I got some other shit. I was just going to say, like, all the side hustles, What do you, like, where are you money-wise? Like, not specifically, but, like, what is your, like, do you want to make a shit, you want to make $52 million? Yeah, How easily. do you no, plan on getting more. the $52 million? Like, with your- Through multiple streams of income. But like, what, you know, what, how do you go from multiple money? Lines. I, you know, yeah. rent pool chair or I rent beach chairs and I do garbage. Yeah. To oh, I manage the waste man. You know, I'm the waste manager for the state of Florida, yeah. and I own the beach. Well, like, I don't want. No, I don't give a fuck about the chairs. Chairs, like I said, just another bullshit job bringing money. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just like how do you, how are you planning on expanding? What you know, how are you going to climb? Oh, so my main idea is so why I'm getting the CDL. So I don't need to have the, the, the CDL that I have. I'm having, getting a class A, no limit. You know what I mean? A fucking big body. Drive whatever. But I'm going to be driving those little fork trucks most of the time, which are not little, but they're little compared to like an 88-ton wrecker. So my plan is just to use the CDL to work in businesses, learn the game like I've done through working in other jobs, mm-hmm. and then shark them out. Like, I'm going to be fucking picking up cans. I'm going to be seeing the building manager. He's going to come complain to me about my company. I'll be like, hey, I have my own. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a little cart. And I can use these jobs to be able to buy my own fork truck and start beating them out competitively out of the market. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I can sell out like everyone else does. And you sell it right back to them for an insane amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just one of the things, though, because while I'm doing that, I'm also going to do the towing. Towing is the, like I've told you about the towing dreams. Get this fucking 88 ton wrecker, have my own towing company. And eventually you can just delegate that to family members and trusted people. And do, like, it's all about, I don't know, man, just bringing money. <laughs> Getting money. Like, I never could, I never, like I said, I hate jobs. I can never fucking make money the traditional way. Mm. So that's just like, it's just doing it on all fronts, bro. Like, little baby says it, bro. Get it eight ways like an octopus. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you <laughs> Like, but getting I, money as many ways as possible through other people. So you don't think you should just pick one way and just go as hard as possible? Yeah, you should. you should. So you pick one way, go as hard as possible until you find someone who can do it half as well as you. And then you give it to them and you move on. Hmm. Interesting. So just diversify that. You're going to be have your hands in yeah, eight different Everything. pots. Everything. 
everything. I want to get into porn. Porn would be a lot of money. <laughs> would it? Yes. I feel it's like nobody pays for porn. No, but just the data. Big data. Mm. The data. It's insane data. Because isn't it also like OnlyFans is like if somebody's paying for What do you mean the data? <sighs> the metadata of like... Describe. So the data of like when you go on... So if your data, when you go on Pornhub, you have an entire profile of every video you've ever watched, how long you've watched it, the watch time, all of that shit. You're able to take that data and sell it to another company mm -hmm. that can take it and do whatever they want. They can take that and make your social credit score out of it for mm -hmm. all I care. But you're able to amass data on individuals. And that's just another way to make money, is just collecting people's data. But how do you get that, like, if you're not Pornhub, you're yeah. just making, you're not making the videos? Like, what do you mean? No, what, you make your own it? porn site, that's what I mean. Mm. And then you produce it and you have your own label and everything and you bring other talent in. But you can do it with anything, you can do it with music. It's just that, like, internet porn, like I said, is so terrible. It's like, but it's so, so industrious. So many people do it, you know what I mean? It's horrible, the amount of people. It's destroying this country. It's another way we're being demoralized. But that's what I was saying. You, you meet you make a, girl a giant amount of money off of it. With the OnlyFans, you're just like, what do you? You have, you have. Have you ever banged an OnlyFans girl? No. Have you ever gone on a date with one? No. Have you ever like interacted with one? I've talked to one. Like in person? Yeah. Did you interview her? No, no, no. I just like was talking to her later. My buddy said, oh, you should go on OnlyFans. I wasn't like, oh, like you have OnlyFans. What's wrong with you? Like, I don't really care. I don't have a problem with it. But like, man. No, I wouldn't. I would never date a girl with her. Yeah, you just know, you're a sports star. It's fine, but like I respect you. You're making money. It's sort of like you're a stripper. It's fine. Like, but like it's I feel like, like even a stripper is more classy because you don't tell everyone you're a stripper. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exotic dancer. But I've dealt with a lot of strippers through the valet, and like I have a lot of respect for them. Mm -hmm. And they are also hustlers. They come out. They they don't have that little zigzag look in their eye. They got the shark eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, what up, bitch? <laughs> you'll park right here. Okay, like you know what I mean? It's a whole other thing. Like, and yeah, it's game recognized game. I just don't, I guess, uh, for my pedestal, like, private school, like, that's never been, like, ooh, like, I might get into porn, like, yeah. I, I, I don't mean, like, starring it, I mean, like, no, like from the background management's bias. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying you're gonna be No, I might, hey, you might have to, you might have to sub in, bro, you yeah. might have to sub in a video, so what, bro, it's fine, I don't have any problem I just, with that, like, but. On the one hand, it's like, obviously, I've consumed it. But on the other hand, it's like, I would never want my daughter to do that. And I would never date anybody who is Exactly, involved in that. So, but you can see the buddy. Because there's so much shame behind it, of the data. Yeah, there's a fuck... I understand why like, there's how much money, money think, in like, it. And most of it's out of Ukraine. Like, you know, OnlyFans is Ukrainian. So really? Yeah, it's Ukrainian businessman. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to look that up. Let's start fact-checking me. Because <laughs> all the shit about the Roman Empire was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need to get a guy. Yeah, dude, I thought you were gonna be fact checking me. No, no, you're we my could, expert, dude. Next, I, maybe I'll be your fact checker. I can fact check people for you. Yeah, bro. So yeah, it's Phoenix International Limited. Yeah, Leonid Ravinsky. I'm pretty sure he's Ukrainian. Yeah, Ukrainian American. Because I've heard a lot of those like chat rooms and stuff like that, like those porn cams. All those like, there's a shit ton of people in like Eastern Europe. Yeah, and it's like the Andrew Tate sense. They're exploiting those women. Yeah, and that's pretty horrible, man. But they make a killing off of it. And even like not even being on that side, but just like maybe like reposting videos and shit, like just the data. I, like I, I don't know. I just see so much money in it. I feel like if you put like couple like not even me doing it, like I put a team of dudes on it. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, they collect all these people's data and sell it to mm -hmm. Mastercard. Like it's so it's something that is already being done. It's almost like selling drugs mm -hmm. if you want it. Like how the way people rationalize selling drugs, but it's not as bad. I don't know. I feel like you just make a bunch yeah, of money. Somebody else is gonna do it, so why don't I? I don't know. I I, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like yeah. Where is your moral foundation? Like, 
get yeah. the bag at any cost or like certain things it's like no i don't i wouldn't do that like, like would you ever sell drugs if you had to like economic collapse recently you're in the streets you got a little fentanyl on you you get a pe- you gotta pedal that fentanyl man i don't know i feel like i'd get eaten alive if i was trying to sell fentanyl <laughs> do you get uh, into the fentanyl game <laughs> i don't know i would i would try something else i don't think First, i would yeah that would not be my top 10 i think jobs just dive into the fentanyl game knee deep in the fentanyl game i think I, there's plenty of other ways to make money besides selling but drugs. what if you're out of economic options you're a, a felon or some shit like, i mean could be, i could be a mechanic or a chef okay like like you'd rather like do some like skilled labor yeah like I, I don't like what do you think pursues people to do that then to sell fentanyl money yeah but like if you could like, what if you could be a mechanic do you think they're demoralized like they, they've abandoned the idea that being a mechanic is a good job and that they would rather just sell drugs i think it's there's i mean one there's a ton of appeals to it just sort of i guess the you make your own schedule, right? Kind of aspect of it. They fucking suck at selling. Some drugs. people get high on their own supply. Yeah, drug dealers are never on time and shit like that. Um, but like, Is this yeah, there's. Bad? Huh? Is this bad? Have you ever had someone do this? No. No <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't think they're gonna be able to track it or some shit. Yeah, Nobody's watching this. Nah, so just do the gas station week. I mean, geek. <laughs> putting this thing away. Um, no, but like, I see the appeal, and also I think the. I'm definitely not the first to say it. I'm just parroting, but like, when you grow up in an environment full of drug dealers, yeah, that they are the hustlers. They are the people. They're the guys with the money. Yeah, and you shouldn't want to invite that guy on. No, I'm not a fucking guy. Yeah, so I, I want to ask him. Dude, <laughs> you like, we do you sell fentanyl? Um, yeah, like, hey, we're talking about fentanyl. Man. Do you? Do you, do you <laughs> have, can we do bump something like right now? <laughs> um, but I think it's like you grow up. Like in the hood, where who are the rich people? It's the drug dealers. It's like, all right, how am I going to get rich? Do what they do. You know, like, I don't think they have the role models of like people who went through school, got a good job, made a bunch of money that way. Yeah. Uh, so it's because, like, a mechanic compared to you're going to make way more money as a drug dealer. It's more dealer. respectable, too. But being a mechanic is way more respectable. Dude, this commands so much authority, this whole thing. What, like the microphone? Yeah, you make this look like it's like the top, like fucking Daily Show. Like those <laughs> yeah. people, like you saw that in his eyes. He's like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, God, man, I got to respect you on that. Dude. <laughs> yeah, like I was very impressed by your output here. It's very interesting. My traveling salesman kind of. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, you just brought it, which you had it on you. Like, oh, yeah, dude, check out some of these cards, man. Yeah. Yeah, what you got? I, I, I got some get, shit. Get my Do you know anything about these, man? I know a little bit. I watch, uh, you know, Max Mofo. Yeah, dude, I was a big fan of him and yeah. Filthy. Like, you want to talk? You want to talk about them, man? The internet, dude. Bro, the shift on Filthy Frank to Joji, like, let's not even talk about that, dude. He had the internet, but dude, I loved his content when I was younger. Like, I was obsessed with that guy. I would fucking parrot like anything he said, dude. Oh yeah, bro. Like, and that kind of influenced. It's a lot of my inspiration for comedy. Is his like, feet, no ball, like balls to the wall, man. Fuck it, dude. And it's like. I don't know. The way he said it is uh, like there's some line in his song that's like, if you're going to be racist, at least be original. Yes. Like it's, yes. it's something like that of like doing it in a way. Do you have like an X section with like the. No, nah, that's just my, that's my money. money box, bro. This is all money? Yeah. Oh, I see you got some. Oh, these are just the cases. Yeah, but see, you I don't even know. Because some of these older ones is like, I don't even know which ones are valuable. Yeah, those aren't. They're like maybe 40 bucks. But you know, like it's like they come together. Like I got one. It's that blue cat looking one, the Mew. That one's the only one worth the most money. It's from the recent set, Paladin Fates. It's. Mm. 
I got a lot of these magnemites, magnetons. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. That's your guy? Yeah, I fuck with that guy. You can have that one if you want. That's my gift to you, man. I'll take a fucking Pokemon card. Yeah, there you go, man. That's my gift to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let me see you make sure it's not worth that much money. Yeah. You can have that guy. Give me the bad one. He's yours, man. This is my first like podcast gift for my guests. No one else brought you anything? No. Dude, you're a horrible guest. What would you rate me compared to your other guests? Good, definitely. Like, were they as prepared? Is this like the most prepared you've seen somebody? Like I said, not you're talk the, about God. You're the uh, <laughs> you're the second person who's ever brought notes, um, and I've had people be like, "Do you have notes? Like, please tell me you have a <laughs> like asking me." And I'm like, "No, we're just free balling." Uh, oh man, I don't know. Do you think that like, what's your goal with this? You're talking about my goal to make money. Are you trying to make money with this? What is this? I mean, if I could, I would rather do this than most jobs like i guess like a nine to five no I, this is so much fun i mm-hmm. love doing this i want to do it too but i want to like interview like weird people I want yeah to, like do you know like how andrew callahan likes to talk about him he described his type of interviews like a a raw ethnography if you don't know, i can't i'm butchering the words i'm so nasally right now ethnography it's a because like when i was in college before i dropped i loved anthropology Mm-hmm. And this is like pure anthropology man. like ask go up to a person and be like what the fuck are you up to yeah and like just let them talk like yeah dude. it's from the soul dude it's like so like you know how like talk about the internet and all this shitty content being pushed around and it's broad people's minds that is real content yeah that's a primary source you know what i mean a primary account of a dude it's like a it's not bullshit and i feel like that's the shit that's really starting to shine now with our generation is that people are sick of this bullshit content like they need some fucking you know what I mean man some yeah. oil in that shit man they need fucking like they need some fucking goofball shit dude <laughs> they're tired of this bullshit this fake corporate reality TV all mm. that no corporate you need to go up to crack it on the street man and be like what do you think about the Titanic like <laughs> ask them about, like do you know what I mean they're like hey. yeah well I mean I've seen like the soft white underbelly I don't know if you've yeah, seen those big interviews fan of them. very big fan of that and that's like that's ethnography it's very good ethnography but this and it's not like it's not funny but like it's very interesting seeing like like he interviewed like some prostitute yes and it was just seeing it's like yeah my parents were terrible I was in a foster yeah. home this was the only way I could get out I got in a bad relationship with some yeah. guy and he started pimping me out and you're like okay because I think a lot of people who are very disconnected from it are just like whore you know yeah. like oh no. you chose this it's no, like that's no a, dude, that's a that's a dude it's like I don't know. I'm very, I'm very. Relig- I was raised religious, kind of as religious as I was mm. as a youngin. But like, it's kind of like the Mary Magdalene thing. Like, man, that's still a woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like the fact that those people live those lives and they have the stories to tell and they're not being told compared to you're watching Kim Kardashian's butthole get rearranged. Like, <laughs> why? Like, it's it's like I feel like the real art needs to come out if you really want this country mm. to move on and become something like what you're talking about, the better version of itself. Oh, it's like um. I talk about it with like food. It's like some people want the just like bullshit standard everywhere, like the McDonald's, right? Yeah, it's easy to consume. It tastes fine. It's plenty, you know. Like yeah. for all it's worth, like I the whatever Kardashian show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it is mildly entertaining. Yeah, you know? but, but it gives you cancer. Yeah, you know. So no. McDonald's gives you yeah, cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but something like a home cook, kind of like a niche. They're not the you know they're not the most expensive, best Michelin star rated restaurant. Yeah. But you find a good restaurant yeah. in town, and it's just like a dude and he cooks this shit right. You know, it's like Mama's love. recipe it's made, made with love. love. Yeah. That kind of shit. It's same thing with like some of these. I mean, obviously Channel Five is not a niche YouTube channel anymore. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> but like the fact that it's like yeah, it's this one dude making good honest content. Yeah. And it's just like it's a solid 
oatmeal of content. Yeah. And it and it has like the little spicy, like some funny points in yeah, it. Yeah, because he's a cool guy, man. He's yeah. lived a life. He yeah, has bro. lived a life. Talk, he was talking about like he was like hitchhiking for a couple of years or some shit like he that. He suffers from that disorder of too much acid. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, damn, like how do you get like, you know, there's no path to no. get like that. You're like, I want to be the next Andrew yeah. Callahan. It's you like, can't. How? The yeah. only reason he got there is by being real. He's and just, that's the same thing with the comedy. You gotta be real. Yeah. Like, just got it. I don't know, man. I feel like that's why I, I kind of fuck with you. Like when I saw you at the club, like I was looking at everyone else. That one guy, he fucking <laughs> let's talk about that guy. He fucking bombed. I killed Tony. Bombed when I was there. But he gave me some good advice. I like him still. He was because he's been in the game. He's still a good advice to give me about wording and structuring my set. Mm-hmm. But just like people like that, like Ed, you, like he were like the only two real people. Mm. But like, even though he bombed on Kill Tony, I still have respect for him. I find it hilarious. Mm. I, th- I look at him like, I could have been that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I really <laughs> thought those were the best jokes, and they flopped. But like, still, he had the balls to go up there and be real. Like, yeah. Even if he got eviscerated, like, <laughs> he That's... stood on his shit. You know what I mean? He didn't backtrack or nothing. And like, I don't know. There's just so many people that are caught up in the internet shit that are not real anymore. They're fake people. Yeah, they do what they think is going to get clicks. Or, and they just or like, not. And in person, they do what they think. They act how they think people will like them. Yeah. They're not. They don't have the balls to be. Uh, even if people don't like you, <laughs> be like I'm me. And that really makes me mad because it's it's cowardice. Yeah. When you boil it down, it's cowardice. I mean, I definitely I understand that. I've definitely done shit like me that too. before. But I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like how you said, there's no adults anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, be a fucking man yeah. or a woman. I'm mean, strong enough. Like, I have a lot of respect for women who can be, you know, presence in a room. Like, women who can do stand-up comedy, stand on business and fucking... Mm. Like, you know Natasha? Yeah. I'm a big dude. She was such an inspiration to me. I fucking... But she's great. And her presence up there, too. Oh, dude, and, like, she's just so comfortable. Dialed. Dialed. Yeah. It's, it's like... Like, looking at her, like, on the football sets, it's like when you're a freshman, you're looking at a... Uh, uh, senior varsity team mm-hmm. you're like okay that's what you have to be like and i don't know i take a lot of cadence from her i like to take a lot of respect i listen to a lot of her advice too like we've had really good conversations and shit man like that is a, such a good presence to have in mm-hmm. this area in any area is someone like that you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah having somebody like because I've, I've had mentors before where it's like they'll tell you the real shit like i've had two mentors where one of them was just like, you know, taking advantage of me, trying to just get me to say whatever he needed to tell me to get me to do something for him yeah. kind of thing. And, and, and like, the sneaky way that yeah, we would work together. Yeah, showing through his actions, man. And you're just like, dude, like, I have no respect for you. Exactly. Versus somebody who's telling me, like, and I can see in his work, too, that he's, like, the best motherfucker Not around. Not even his work, his eyes. Yeah. His eyes. It's all about, like, just say with the valet shit, you see in his eyes, mm. the genuineness, man. You now I'm fucking, getting aware of my eyes. And yeah, I'm like, dude, hey, I, hey. dude, this gas station weed is, like, <laughs> in my bloodstream now, dude. It's wonderful. I need to start bringing that for my guests. Normally, we just drink a little bit. No, dude gas station weed because <laughs> like dude my buddies in orlando i got i go to orlando often mm. uh, i have some hilarious orlando stories i almost got beat up by a lesbian woman in a mosh pit in orlando <laughs> they almost, almost almost punched her in the face yeah. <laughs> in a bunch of people it's horrible i didn't know she was a woman dude, i got showed and i saw dude i was gonna do a whole comedy bit on it but i'll uh, save save the details but yeah i great got time. jumped in orlando i was uh i was at a club i forget which one the night was, night shade no night night Library, night library. No, no, no. Freshman boss, freshman. You, you peruse the. I could see you at a freshman I, bar. I went to a couple of them. I didn't like pub. I thought that place was disgusting. I loved pub. That place was gross. Pub reminded me of Tortuga and Pirates of the Caribbean. 
<laughs> it was be- it's a lovely place. Yeah. Dude, dude, if they had a fiddle going and like group people like and someone gets thrown out when you're popping in. You're like, fuck yeah. Fuck. That's chaos, man. It's beautiful. But like I was uh I was in the bathroom, it was in downtown Orlando, and there was a there was a Michael Kors watch on the urinal, and I was like Free watch. Did you get out of there? Well, so I grabbed the watch. Uh, you know, I put it in my pocket. I'm going and washing my hands. Nice, dude. You're a, you're a terrible criminal. <laughs> yeah, I you stopped to wash your hands after. Robin. Well, you know, I'm not gross. Uh, <laughs> good for you. See, you're uh, a good member of society. Yeah. <laughs> now the amount of people like I'll shake their hands and I'll be like, I wonder if this guy washed his hands. Do you ever look at studies into that? No. You, people in UK don't wash their hands. They really? Don't. Yes, they don't. Even after they take a shit, yes, like yes, they're bad about it. That like I kinda... third world countries. Some third world countries are better. Oh man, you go to some people's bathrooms like at their house and they don't have soap and a wa- and, or like a washcloth. You're like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? How are you living yeah. like so this? So back on the vibe last yeah. night, three guys, one chick. He's a, she's at the apartment. She made a joke, dude. She's funny. She made a joke about squatting over the toilet, like real subtly. <laughs> yeah. And I got it. You know, this one's covered in piss and pubes. So that <laughs> shit killed me. That was a good joke, <laughs> dude. That was funny. But yeah, then after that, my boy, like, next time before she came, he's fucking cooking. <laughs> yeah, shit, ain't even funny. But still, dude, like, that's, it just shows you they really are. <laughs> just a real person there. Like, yeah. That guy, that guy's going to shit in a litter box when it gets bad. Oh, like, when the war really starts, you're going to see him shitting in a litter box. They say you can, like, tell, you can know a person the moment you walk into their house and just see how they're living. Yeah. So I live with my parents, man, so you can't even get on me. Same. Did you do too? Yeah. Where? Here? Nah, uh, Brandon. Brandon? Dude, what do you, what do, you do you play golf? What do you do for, do you play tennis? No, I used to play golf when I was younger. What do you I, do for fun? I mainly just like work out and watch YouTube videos and then do this. <sighs> Shit, yeah. Um, you, I you got too much free time. I'm going insane. Here's what I propose. You got to buy a dirt bike. That's what I'm doing. You got to buy a dirt bike or like a kiteboard. I think I get down with the dirt bike. You need some shit some to bones. do, dude. You need, like, and that's, like, I don't know. That's another sign of, like, men in trouble. It's, like, a lot of men don't have that. They don't even, they're so lost. Mm. And they don't realize they need some badass shit to do to be cool. Like, you got it, like, even playing guitar, mastering guitar is cool mm. in a sense. And, like, I don't know. That's, like, a person who always needs something to do. Like, you need something to do. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. like, if you're, you're, like, a, it's the rat study. It's, like, Skitter, you know, BF Skitter. I think you did the rat yeah. study. I'm not sure the psychologist. But yeah, the rat in the environment with nothing to do, fucking is suicidal and fat, gay. <laughs> and the fucking rat with everything to do is cool. He's got the wheel. He's got the fucking yeah. thing that you on. Like, I feel like we're the same way as, as animals. We need shit to do. And when the economy pressures us and the government and shit, man, you just get, you just want to fucking be like, uh, you just want to inhale yeah. gasoline and watch Tom and Jerry. You don't want to fucking <laughs> yeah, do idle, cool. hand, idle hands with the devil's Be the devil's thing. Way. Yeah, yeah, man. That's how it be. There's a lot of, see, that's why, like, People rag on the Bible and like that's all, like I said, dude. You gotta, religion is bad, but you, we're founded on those values. Even if mm. we're really not founded on those values, we try to like at least show face. I mean, know? I think you know? it can be corrupted, but I think a religion has some good points. I guess yeah. I'm not like Christian, but yeah. like being with a Christian upbringing, yeah, it's definitely like yeah, the Bible's got some very useful shit. Like, yeah, I think you know, if you want to read the Bible, you don't have to be a Christian. Just read it, just because. Yeah, or at useful. least show up to church. Like you may be a murderer, but hey, man, like. Yeah, just Still try. show fucking face. Yeah, and that's another like abandonment of morals and shit. Is that mm-hmm. people don't even try anymore, man? Like, well, I think yeah, like like you're saying, like people need something to do. It's very hard to 
find you know people talk about like third spaces you know like a place it is basically like work home and you need a third place that you can go that's, and just dude, socialize that's the most, like millennial bullshit I've yeah ever but like <laughs> the way you even uh, said it yeah. I was like, like what's fucking third space <laughs> bruh it's no, be like pe- a hobby when people it's talk semantics. about like nesting i'm like shut the fuck nesting, up you're not a bird tell, i've never heard of you never heard of nesting i don't i'm not in these circles man nah. i don't fuck with these well, people you know i know I don't some let people, these people get near me <laughs> i somebody i know just recently got a house and uh you know they're all was there and they're like oh she's nesting now because she's like oh i need a sign here and blah 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 and i hate all like home goods kind of shit so it's just like what do you mean nest that you didn't explain it's, that it's basically me. so nesting is like uh and they talk about it a lot when a woman is pregnant uh they well, tend no, to nest understand. yeah she make um, a nest. but yeah, nesting is like it's you a thing know, in women it's yeah it's okay, very so much it's a, a woman thing okay, okay. um i mean i get making nest too some, you see some fruity dudes doing it for like attention <laughs> maybe but it's, it's just arranging like your home you know like getting everything you know arranging your home just so and kind of making a space for That's like making a space for decorating. the book That's, that is actual semantics that is yeah. act where they're you they think they have something to do. Yeah, they make it a thing, but it's just saying it's, oh. you're just being a fucking. You know, like a bird. You're making it's, a little nest. I got an example of this too. This really, I lost a lot of faith in the country for a while after this. I went on a date with this chick. Mm. Went to Olive Garden. It was nice. We we're hanging out at her house. And I'm like I'm sitting there, and then she's like, "I'm demisexual. I gotta know her." I was like, "Okay, so like, you had a dick, like." Are you gay? Are you a man? <laughs> like I was very concerned by that. You know what I mean? I was yeah. kind of taken aback. What the fuck does that mean? You ever heard this word? I I, I looked it up afterwards. Yeah, you've had a similar experience? No, there was the comic, and he was saying he was a demisexual. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> okay, so this it means you're a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> it means that you don't bang people because you do it off emotional connection, like every yeah. other human and every other animal yeah. does in this fucking world, besides whales and fish that just jack off into the water, like. <laughs> What the fuck do you like that? Angered me so much, and I'm not. I don't want like been angry at women, man. Like it's kind of a bad look, you know. Mm. He's the angry guy at the women's, <laughs> but like that made me angry, man. I was like, what? It's you're literally destroying this country, and you don't even know it. You're mm. just saying like nonsense. Well, I think it's not like they're like I'm gonna go destroy a country right now, you know. It's like no, but the, what she said that like, she might as well have been, like professed that she's here to burn this nation. Like, well, it's like they want something that's like special about them. Yeah. You know, like I'm this thing that yeah, most, but they're not most doing anything are fucking in. cool. Yeah, no. Like, just... bitch, if you rode a dirt bike and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm a demisexual dirt bike hoe, I'd be like, all right, like, cool. Like, at least yeah. you stood on it. Like, like dirt bike hoe, I can, I can get yeah, down no, with bitch, that. You don't do shit. You got no motion. You got no money. Like, get out. You can't, you can't say that. <laughs> so like, that's even issues like, even I'm flawed in looking at that, that I'll still mm. respect somebody on some nonsense if they're getting money. Like, mm. And I shouldn't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think, but like you're talking about, people need a hobby. I know plenty of people where, I mean, some people definitely have time, but I know people who, like, they just work and they go home and then all they want to do is just, yeah, jack jack off or drink. And watch... Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> Ma- Mass singer. Yeah, I'll respect everybody loves Raymond. Don't talk shit about Raymond. Mass singer. I'd say I'll bring yeah, a friend. Yeah. Mass singer. Or is it cake? You're like, what the what, fuck is, is this? Is this a TV shows? Is a network is allowing this? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's like, how long do you think you can cut shit in half? And think, is it cake? How long do you think you it's have like, yeah, the like, show? <laughs> not even that. How long do you think this network's gonna stay on once you start running? Is it cake? Mm. Like, are you really making the right decisions? <laughs> Like, who put you here? You're a half-baked intellectual in charge of, like, a multi-billion dollar corporation that owes another multi-billion dollar corporation $8 billion in debt a year. Like, (laughs) dude... 
do you, it's just it's you're taking the steps that are in the right direction. Yeah, you like, gotta go home and just look in the mirror like, what am I doing with my life? Like, is it cake? Like, like not even that. You can just look, grab a gun and hold it and be like, listen, did I really just put Matt Singer on the eight thirty <laughs> spot on a Friday? Like, and there's so much better <laughs> shit I could, show, I could show Rocky. I could show Rocky with ten commercials at the eight thirty spot on Friday on NBC. It would probably get more views. Yeah, the bass singer, and that is such an issue. TV's dead, bro. Yeah, but then we have shit like this because they would never allow this anywhere. No, <laughs> but that's why, that, like YouTube, I think is gonna be even on radio. Like we wouldn't be; they'd be like, and we could be on radio, maybe pay mm. like two grand. Mm. We could talk about this bullshit on AM radio, but no, dude, we have the power of the internet, and I feel like people need to fucking. Like, people, like, I don't want to sound like a narcissistic asshole. I probably have this whole time. And I've probably <laughs> been wrong on everything I've said. But, hey, man, people with grit need to seize control of the foundations of power in this country again. Because that's, like it or not, this country was founded on the religion principles. They use that for face. It's really founded on grit. Mm. You know what I mean? You know Hunter S. Thompson? Do you enjoy him? Yeah. Just, you know the speech, right? No. He says in the very beginning of that movie and in the book, he says that, this country was reserved for those with true grit. I'll, I'll, read, the, I'll read the quote. Yeah. It's way more. I'm not going to butcher I butchered everything else. If I want to leave something good, I'm going to read this fucking quote. Yeah, that's probably a good... This would be good, like, put a nice bow on it. Yeah, that's what I mean. To tie everything together. Okay. So their journey, man. You know about their journey. They go from Vegas to LA to Vegas. They go on their adventure, cover this trip. Fucking lose their minds, right? That's the true spirit of America, man. Because it says... Think, when he says trip, think about the trip as your life. This is what I love. I'm going to get this tattooed, bro. I don't know. It's some OG. You got this shit tattooed. I'm going to get this shit tattooed. He showed me this quote. He says, but our trip was different. It was a classic affirmation of everything right and true and decent in the national character. It was a gross physical salute to the fantastic possibilities of life in this country, but only for those with true grit. And we were chock full of that. Mm. Boom. Boom. All right, well. Yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got to say. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Nah, dude, it's been nonsense, but I love it. <laughs> I'm still, this gas station weed is going to fuck me up for like a week after this. Let's be completely disassociated. Sponsored by gas station weed. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you back here on another episode of Tea Time.